0: This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Today's podcast is a reading of The Crawlers by Philip K. Dick. It's read by Scott Miller for the Lost Sci-Fi Podcast. It runs 22 minutes and we will be discussing it afterward.
1: Everybody hated the mutant children born near the radiation lab. Hush it up, Washington had directed. So, Gretry was sent to dispose of The Crawlers by Philip K. Dick. That's next on the Lost Sci-Fi Podcast. With at least one lost vintage sci-fi short story in every episode. Our story today, written by master storyteller Philip K. Dick, is a little creepy and a little sad. Radiation labs were causing terrible human mutations. Was this the end of mankind? Turn to page 94 in the July 1954 issue of Imagination Stories of Science and Fantasy. For the crawlers, By Philip K. Dick He built, and the more he built, the more he enjoyed building. Hot sunlight filtered down. Summer breezes stirred around him as he toiled joyfully. When he ran out of material, he paused a while and rested. His edifice wasn't large. It was more a practice model than the real thing. One part of his brain told him that and another part thrilled with excitement and pride. It was at least large enough to enter. He crawled down the entrance tunnel and curled up inside in a contented heap. Through a rent in the roof, a few bits of dirt rained down. He oozed binder fluid and reinforced the weak place. In his edifice, the air was clean and cool, almost dust free. He crawled over the inner walls one last time, leaving a quick-drying coat of binder over everything. What else was needed? He was beginning to feel drowsy. In a moment, he'd be asleep. He thought about it, and then he extended a part of himself up through the still-open entrance. That part watched and listened warily as the rest of him dozed off in a grateful slumber. He was peaceful and content, conscious that from a distance all that was visible was a light mound of dark clay. No one would notice it. No one would guess what lay beneath. And if they did notice, he had methods of taking care of them. The farmer halted his ancient Ford truck with a grinding shriek of brakes. He cursed and backed up a few yards. There's one. Hop down and take a look at it. Watch the cars. They go pretty fast along here. Ernest Gretry pushed the cabin door open and stepped down gingerly onto the hot mid-morning pavement. The air smelled of sun and drying grass. Insects buzzed around him as he advanced cautiously up the highway. Hands in his trouser pockets, lean body bent forward. He stopped and peered down. The thing was well mashed. Wheel marks crossed it in four places, and its internal organs had ruptured and burst through. The whole thing was snail-like, a gummy, elongated tube with sense organs at one end and a confusing mass of protoplasmic extensions at the other. What got him most was the face. For a time, he couldn't look directly at it. He had to contemplate the road, the hills, the big cedar trees, anything else. There was something in the little dead eyes, a glint that was rapidly fading. They weren't the lusterless eyes of a fish, stupid and vacant. The life he had seen haunted him, and he had got only a brief glimpse as the truck bore down on it and crushed it flat. They crawl across here every once in a while, the farmer said quietly. Sometimes they get as far as town. The first one I saw was heading down the middle of Grant Street, about fifty yards an hour. They go pretty slow. Some of the teenage kids like to run them down. Personally, I avoid them, if I see them. Gretry kicked aimlessly at the thing. He wondered vaguely how many more there were in the bushes and hills. He could see farmhouses set back from the road. White gleaming squares in the hot Tennessee sun. Horses and sleeping cattle. Dirty chickens scratching. A sleepy, peaceful countryside. Basking in the late summer sun. Where's the radiation lab from here? He asked. The farmer indicated. Over there, on the other side of those hills, you want to collect the remains? They have one down at the Standard Oil Station in a big tank. Dead, of course. They filled the tank with kerosene to try to preserve it. That one's in pretty good shape compared to this. Joe Jackson cracked its head with a two-by-four. He found it crawling across his property one night. Gretry got shakily back into the truck. His stomach turned over, and he had to take some long, deep breaths. I didn't realize there were so many. When they sent me out from Washington, they just said a few had been seen. There's been quite a lot. The farmer started up the truck and carefully skirted the remains on the pavement. We're trying to get used to them, but we can't. It's not nice stuff. A lot of people are moving away. You can feel it in the air. A sort of heaviness. We've got this problem and we have to meet it. He increased speed, leathery hands tight around the wheel. It seems like there's more of them born all the time. And almost no normal children. Back in town, Gretry called Freeman long distance from the booth in the shabby hotel lobby. We'll have to do something. They're all around here. I'm going out at three to see a colony of them. The fellow who runs the taxi stand knows where they are. He says there must be 11 or 12 of them together. How do the people around there feel? How the hell do you expect? They think it's God's judgment. Maybe they're right. We should have made them move earlier. We should have cleaned out the whole area for miles around. Then we wouldn't have this problem. Freeman paused. What do you suggest? That island we took over for the H-bomb tests. It's a damn big island. There was a whole group of natives we moved off and resettled. Freeman choked. Good God, are there that many of them? The staunch citizens exaggerate, of course. But I get the impression there must be at least a hundred. Freeman was silent a long time. I didn't realize, he said finally. I'll have to put it through channels, of course. We were going to make further tests on that island, but I see your point. I like it, Gretry said. This is bad business. We can't have things like this. People can't live with this sort of thing. You ought to drop out here and take a look. It's something to remember. I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to Gordon. Give me a ring tomorrow." Gretry hung up and wandered out of the drab, dirty lobby onto the blazing sidewalk. Dingy stores and parked cars. A few old men hunched over on steps and sagging cane-bottom chairs. He lit a cigarette and shakily examined his watch. It was almost three. He moved slowly toward the taxi stand. The town was dead. Nothing stirred. Only the motionless old men in their chairs and the out of town cars zipping along the highway. Dust and silence lay over everything. Age, like a gray spider web, covered all the houses and stores. No laughter, no sounds of any kind, no children playing games. A dirty blue taxicab pulled up silently beside him. OK, mister, the driver said. A rat-faced man in his thirties, toothpick hanging between his crooked teeth. He kicked the bent door open. Here we go. How far is it? Gretry asked as he climbed in. Just outside town. The cab picked up speed and hurtled noisily along, bouncing and bucking. You from the FBI? No. I thought from your suit and hat you was. The driver eyed him curiously. How'd you hear about the crawlers? From the radiation lab. Yeah, it's that hot stuff they got there. The driver turned off the highway and onto a dirt side road. It's up here on the Higgins farm. The crazy damn things picked the bottom of old lady Higgins' place to build their houses. Houses? They've got some sort of city down under the ground. You'll see it, the entrances at least. They work together, building and fussing. He twisted the cab off the dirt road between two huge cedars, over a bumpy field, and finally brought it to rest at the edge of a rocky gully. This is it! It was the first time Gretry had seen one alive. He got out of the cab awkwardly, his legs numb and unresponding. The things were moving slowly between the woods and the entrance tunnels in the center of the clearing. They were bringing building material, clay and weeds. "'smearing it with some kind of ooze "'and plastering it in rough forms "'which were carefully carried beneath the ground. "'The crawlers were two or three feet long. "'Some were older than others, darker and heavier. "'All of them moved with agonizing slowness, "'a silent flowing motion across the sun-baked ground. "'They were soft, shellless, and looked harmless. "'Again, he was fascinated and hypnotized by their faces.' The weird parody of human faces, wizened little baby features, tiny shoe-button eyes, slit of a mouth, twisted ears, and a few wisps of damp hair. What should have been arms were elongated pseudopods that grew and receded like soft dough. The crawlers seemed incredibly flexible. They extended themselves, then snapped their bodies back as their feelers made contact with obstructions. They paid no attention to the two men. They didn't even seem to be aware of them. How dangerous are they? Gretry asked finally. Well, they have some sort of stinger. They stung a dog, I know. Stung him pretty hard. He swelled up and his tongue turned black. He had fits and got hard. He died. The driver added, half apologetically, he was nosing around, interrupting their building. They work all the time. Keep busy. Is this most of them? I guess so. They sort of congregate here. I see them crawling this way, the driver gestured. See, they're born in different places, one or two at each farmhouse near the radiation lab. Which way is Mrs. Higgins' farmhouse? Gretry asked. Up there. See it through the trees? You want to? I'll be right back, Gretry said, and started abruptly off. Wait here. The old woman was watering the dark red geraniums that grew around her front porch when Gretry approached. She looked up quickly, her ancient, wrinkled face shrewd and suspicious, the sprinkling can poised like a blunt instrument. "'Afternoon,' Gretry said. He tipped his hat and showed her his credentials. "'I'm investigating the crawlers at the edge of your land.' "'Why? We're trying to find a solution.' Gretry felt awkward and uncertain. It's been suggested we transport them away from here, out to an island in the Gulf of Mexico. They shouldn't be here. It's too hard on people. It isn't right, he finished lamely. No, it isn't right. And we've already begun moving everybody away from the radiation lab. I guess we should have done that a long time ago. The old woman's eyes flashed. You people and your machines. See what you've done? She jabbed a bony finger at him excitedly. Now you have to fix it. You have to do something. We're taking them away to an island as soon as possible. But there's one problem. We have to be sure about the parents. They have complete custody of them. We can't just... He broke off futilely. How do they feel? Would they let us cart up their children and haul them away, Mrs. Higgins turned and headed into the house. Uncertainly, Gretry followed her through the dim, dusty interior rooms, musty chambers full of oil lamps and faded pictures, ancient sofas and tables. She led him through a great kitchen of immense cast-iron pots and pans, down a flight of wooden stairs to a painted white door. She knocked sharply. Flurry and movement on the other side. The sound of people whispering and moving things hurriedly. Open the door, Mrs. Higgins commanded. After an agonized pause, the door opened slowly. Mrs. Higgins pushed it wide and motioned Gretry to follow her. In the room stood a young man and woman. They backed away as Gretry came in. The woman hugged the long pasteboard carton which the man had suddenly passed to her. Who are you? the man demanded. He abruptly grabbed the carton back. His wife's small hands were trembling under the shifting weight. Gretry was seeing the parents of one of them. The young woman, brown-haired, not more than nineteen. Slender and small in a cheap green dress, a full-breasted girl with dark, frightened eyes. The man was bigger and stronger, a handsome dark youth with massive arms, and competent hands gripping the pasteboard carton tight. Gretry couldn't stop looking at the carton. Holes had been punched in the top. The carton moved slightly in the man's arms, and there was a faint shudder that rocked it back and forth. This man, Mrs. Higgins said to the husband, has come to take it away. The couple accepted the information in silence. The husband made no move except to get a better grip on the box. "'He's going to take all of them to an island,' Mrs. Higgins said. "'It's all arranged. Nobody'll harm them. "'They'll be safe, and they can do what they want, "'build and crawl around where nobody has to look at them.' "'The young woman nodded blankly. "'Give it to him,' Mrs. Higgins ordered impatiently. "'Give him the box, and let's get it over with once and for all.' After a moment, the husband carried the box over to a table and put it down. You know anything about them? He demanded. You know what they eat? We, Gretry began helplessly. They eat leaves, nothing but leaves and grass. We've been bringing in the smallest leaves we could find. It's only a month old, the young woman said huskily. It already wants to go down with the others, but we keep it here. We don't want it to go down there. Not yet. Later, maybe, we thought. We didn't know what to do. We weren't sure. Her large, dark eyes flashed briefly in mute appeal, then faded out again. It's a hard thing to know. The husband untied the heavy brown twine and took the lid from the carton. Here, you can see it. It was the smallest Gretry had seen, pale and soft, less than a foot long. It had crawled in a corner of the box and was curled up in a messy web of chewed leaves and some kind of wax. A translucent covering spun clumsily around it, behind which it lay asleep. It paid no attention to them. They were out of its scope. Gretry felt a strange, helpless horror rise up in him. He moved away, and the young man replaced the lid. We knew what it was, he said hoarsely. Right away, as soon as it was born. Up the road there was one we saw, one of the first. Bob Douglas made us come over and look at it. It was his and Julie's. That was before they started coming down and collecting together by the gully. Tell him what happened, Mrs. Higgins said. Douglas smashed his head with a rock. Then he poured gasoline on it and burned it up. Last week, he and Julie packed and left. Have many of them been destroyed? Gretry managed to ask. A few. A lot of men, they see something like that, and they go sort of wild. You can't blame them. The man's dark eyes darted hopelessly. I guess I almost did the same thing. Maybe we should have, his wife murmured. Maybe I should have let you. Gretry picked up the pasteboard carton and moved toward the door. We'll get this done as quickly as we can. The trucks are on the way. It should be over in a day. Thank God for that, Mrs. Higgins exclaimed in a clipped, emotionless voice. She held the door open and Gretry carried the carton through the dim, musty house, down the sagging front steps and out into the blazing mid-afternoon sun. Mrs. Higgins stopped at the red geraniums and picked up her sprinkling can. When you take them, take them all. Don't leave any behind, understand? Yes, Gretry muttered. Keep some of your men and trucks here. Keep checking. Don't let any stay where we have to look at them. When we get the people near the radiation lab moved away, there shouldn't be any more of... He broke off. Mrs. Higgins had turned her back and was watering the geraniums. Bees buzzed around her. The flowers swayed dully with the hot wind. The old woman passed on around the side of the house, still watering and stooping over. In a few moments she was gone, and Gretry was alone with his carton. Embarrassed and ashamed, he carried the carton slowly down the hill and across the field to the ravine. The taxi driver was standing by his cab, smoking a cigarette and waiting patiently for him. The colony of crawlers was working steadily on its city. There were streets and passages. On some of the entrance mounds he noticed intricate scratches that might have been words. Some of the crawlers were grouped together, setting up involved things he couldn't make out. Let's go, he said wearily to the driver. The driver grinned and yanked back the door. I left the meter running, he said, his ratty face bright with craft. You guys all have a swindle sheet. You don't care. He built, and the more he built, the more he enjoyed building. By now, the city was over 80 miles deep and five miles in diameter. The whole island had been converted into a single, vast city, that honeycombed and interlaced farther each day. Eventually, it would reach the land beyond the ocean. Then the work would begin in earnest. To his right, a thousand methodically moving companions toiled silently on the structural support that was to reinforce the main breeding chamber. As soon as it was in place, everyone would feel better. The mothers were just now beginning to bring forth their young. That was what worried him. It took some of the joy out of building. He had seen one of the first born, before it was quickly hidden and the thing hushed up. A brief glimpse of a bulbous head, foreshortened body, incredibly rigid extensions. It shrieked and wailed and turned red in the face, gurgled and plucked aimlessly, and kicked its feet. In horror, Somebody had finally mashed the throwback with a rock and hoped there wouldn't be any more.
2: Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Evan.
1: We're going to
0: talk about The Crawlers by Philip K. Dick, first published in Imagination, July 1954. July, got... June twenty? No, June 29th. June 29th?
3: Yeah, yeah we on sale June 29th. Yeah. Oh, before, yeah, before. yeah.
0: No, the name of the issues is because yeah, a like month amp- ahead, right? I'm
3: just amp- the title page. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, uh, on the title page, there, you uh,
3: do you see how the editor describes it? Radiation labs are causing terrible human mutations. Was this the end of mankind?
0: And what's your answer, Paul?
3: Um. Maybe. Evan? Given the given the given the ending, maybe.
0: Yeah. Especially given the ending. Evan, what do you think? Is this the end of mankind?
2: Um No. I, I mean it depends. Yeah, may, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting a
0: consensus. Uh, it may be the end of mankind.
2: It's what uh it's like how humanity's being defined, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, I think Phil Dick at this time is playing with post humans in interesting ways. Um, you got the golden man who is the end of mankind. Mm-hmm. He's going to sex up that. all our, say, yeah. our human ladies and yeah, make babies for uh, them. Well, well, but uh, even in like the world of talent. Uh, so early in, early in the 50s, early mid 50s, when he's writing these stories, there is this threat of the post human. That's pretty explicit, but it gets tamed. So if, if you think of like the, the three stigmata of Palmer Eldridge, where the precog is job is to like predict consumer behavior. I don't right. know if you guys remember that from mm-hmm. that book. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, Bayerson's job is to like predict what people are going to buy next month, next month. So mm-hmm. the, so that people can make it. Uh, so the post human there kind of gets tamed by, so I, I think that's, in a way, kind of sad. It's kind of pathetic. Like the gold demand is providing a real well, alternative or a change. There's some history implied in that. It's, it's like a, it's a break. The crawlers are a break, but I mean, if all you're going to do with your precogs is, is predict or what's the one the captive market? That's the other mm-hmm. one where it's like you have this time travel machine. That's mm-hmm. a different kind of theme, but this time travel machine, all you use it is to like make a buck. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that is more pessimistic for me than,
4: mm-hmm.
2: than what we have here in the crawlers. Uh, I, it's a I very mean, dark ending, know, no matter how you look the, at it. Whether they're post the humans doing?
0: and they're going to take over or it's...
2: What I, I think is optimistic, though, is what are the crawlers doing? They're,
0: making they're, building,
3: society. A, they're, building, they're building a new society.
2: And where, instead of what are humans doing, living in suburbs, like the end of civilization, <laughs> like this... The, the the end result of that is where we are now. I mean, it's like... It's it's which interesting. ...which a flattening Although, of history in this end of time. They're not in a suburb. Is, it's just neoliberal
0: yeah. capital. But they're actually out in the countryside in this story, right? Like, yeah. he's coming down from Washington. He lives in a suburb, our Gretry guy. And he comes down, and they're, they're, it's farming land, right? They're driving trucks. They're, there's a taxi driver. But, you know... He's, he's like, probably the only one. It's not a city. It's a countryside. They talk about chickens and and all the farming. And yet, they put the radiation lab in the middle of this countryside instead of on uh, Vanatu or wherever they nuked. So he's dealing with real stuff. But the ending, no matter how you slice it, is dark. It could be dark for humans, homo-regular. But uh, this homo superior, except that's not what they would be called. They'd be called homo slow or something. Homo snail uh, is, is very, very different from his, uh, these are the least human-like in shape of all of his, even like big noodles, just a big fat guy, Right. Right. He's yeah, just a guy who can't move. But they're
2: essentially different. I think that's what they have in common. Is, a, is a, they're, they're more not, like animals. It's not like the X Men, who are basically just humans with powers. Yes, and they in don't. Your, your in podcast, the X-Men, to be... I haven't read a lot of it, but there's. They're essentially you peel off their 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 powers. The X Men are still just humans, and they still feel love, and they still mm-hmm. have emo- relationships and emotions and desires and mm-hmm. and all that. Right, they're not they, really foreign they,
3: to they, us. Right, and that's half of the half of the. Of the juice of those stories is yeah the the next stage of human evolution, but they're still very human and act in yeah. very human ways.
2: But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work as a metaphor for racism if if they are essentially
3: different species. That's right. Right, right. You, you can't say they're a the metaphor for racism mm-hmm. or again, or. Uh, but anti- that's not um, what this the story's not about oh, race. Uh, no, 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 X-Man, no.
0: no. X Men is kind of. Yeah, yes. or it works yeah. about gay people. It could be about it a bunch about of things. Works about gay people.
3: Works with Jewish yeah. people. Works yeah. about any any oppressed minority of humanity. Sure. Wait, we are people. T- I mean, the, the, the essential thing is we have powers that we are people too. Mm-hmm. We that's the that's the story of the X Men. We are people too. And there's a, this. And there's a story not.
0: connecting it in that the government's involved in the X Men stuff, right? And there's schools for them and. It, it, I don't know if you guys uh, spotted this on the Philip K. Dick fans archive blog. um, but the original story title did you hear about this? because I think it no. makes it makes a very interesting re- uh, relief because the crawlers is mentioned. like they they talk about them being crawlers in the title All right, but that's not what Philip K. Dick wanted to call it. He wanted to call did- a, he wanted to call it Foundling Home which is very different in tone for what's going on here. And I think it underscores a theme that is maybe harder to see without that title, which is, this is, uh, kind of a throwback to the 19th century where there were lots of orphans, people abandoning Mm -hmm. children. And, you know, this is thinking, uh, you know, combining it with the radiation fears of, uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Vanatu, and, uh, it's not Vanity. It's one of those uh, bikinis. Uh, Bikini Atoll. Yeah. Bikini's the one that got nuked, but they moved the people off. But there's a nearby, uh, it's even mentioned, or maybe Evan mentioned it in his podcast, um, where, yeah, there's other people nearby that are getting radiated. And it, it, or, you know, if you did it today, it would be Iraqi children getting birth defects from all the depleted uranium that was tossed around during the last Gulf War and the one before that. So there's there's a theme here it was like what do parents do when their baby is mutated or disgusting or you know slow and to me this is it's very obvious just just as with the pre-persons this is philip k dick reacting to something somebody said and not being able to deal with it in the normal way that we do where we just go have a beer or talk about it he went to his typewriter and he. Thought about it, and he thought about it, and he thought about it, and he keeps thinking about it in all of his stories, right? What's the what's the the satellite radio little guy mutant story with the dead horse, blood money, Doctor Blood money, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Why does that character exist? <laughs> because something real happened to Philip K. Dick. The what the way, way I um, described this story this morning when I was thinking about it. I said, if you start digging around in Phil K. Dick's stories that he actually wrote, rather than his reputation among novel readers and Hollywood, the one that Hollywood presents, you'll find he wrote stories nobody wants. Ugly ugly little tales with strange extensions and human faces. Stories you'll want hidden away or smashed and buried. And that's like, nobody talks about this story, right? Nobody says, you know what? (laughs) We should all go read... Like even the Golden Man is is hard to understand. It's not a simple story. I mean, it is I mean, so you, in a certain you, 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 sense. You could you, 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 you watch a movie with Nicolas Cage instead. Exactly. Notice how Nicolas Cage can talk. I mean, he's not the most brilliant <laughs> man. <laughs> but that's an action movie um, that doesn't have him being uh, a weird guy in a, in a government cage that can sexually magnetize people without being
3: although, although although Phil, Although if Philip did the movie today, maybe he would. I mean, if uh, Nicolas Cage did the movie today, maybe he would be, because Nicolas Cage has some weird roles now. Yeah. There's a Nicolas Cage movie on the Golden Man? Yeah, it's called Next. It's, called
2: Next. Yeah, it's very... I don't watch... Uh, it's very different. These adaptations.
0: That one's actually a yeah. pretty good movie. It's just not uh good it's adaptation.
3: Just not yeah, it's not a good adaptation. Has, it has
0: some of the stuff from from the story in it but very little. You you would be hard pressed to know that it was a Philip K Dick story.
3: Yeah and certainly not. That's got that, the Golden Man, really? Yeah, you wouldn't you would never guess that guess that unless you were told that that the Golden Man was the inspiration for yeah. the
0: story. Yeah, because the Golden Man as a story doesn't work as, as an action film, right? But I mean even though there's action in the story, it just doesn't work as an action film because your protagonist is not your protagonist. He's a subject. Oh. And and that doesn't work. So this story, and uh, the one like the pre-persons, right, which was mm-hmm. we've also covered, is not one that Philip K. Dick wrote because it, there's a massive market for <laughs> this kind of fiction. He wrote it, and it, somehow it sold at a time when people wanted Philip K. Dick stories. Had a lot of pages to fill. Imagination was a low-end market. But he sold this story with the title foundling home on his copy and they changed it to the crawlers but if you think about his foundling home the foundling Mm -hmm. home is the island that they put the kids on right right and what happens at the end is we get back into the minds of one of these guys these crawlers
3: yeah we we start there and we end
0: there Mm -hmm. and inside that mind the plan is we are starting the breeding center. We're going to smash the strange, foreshortened bodies with stiff, rigid limbs ones. And then we're going to dig under the water across to the mainland. And it's kind of weird because the, the place this island is doesn't exist, right? It's the Gulf of Mexico.
3: Yeah. It's, an, it's imaginary island. There's, there's the no
0: islands there. That's why it's a Gulf. There, there are, you know, Tiny little island, just barely off the coast of Texas, you know, sandbars, but it's it's a big empty. So, I, I, I and first time I read, it, I I thought he was like they were gonna take dig all the way from under from Bikini Atoll
3: to no. to, to
0: the United States. It doesn't make any sense.
3: But, no, 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 no. But the but the the the, the last lines of this story mm-hmm. in horror somebody had finally mashed the throwback that'd be a regular human baby yeah. with mm-hmm. a rock and mm-hmm. hope there wouldn't be any more. so the the crawlers are the future now now well, when you when you pitch this and we talked about this for a long time that this is an abortion story i think this is actually more of a communism story jesse
0: i'd like to hear that because I, so, I mean absolutely. They, they they do cooperate but
3: i yeah well yeah well look, I mean, let's say communism, socialism—the whole idea of that's the next political stage of humanity that it needs to destroy or supplant capitalism in order to be fully <laughs> coming to. No, Jesse, let me finish. I'm not laughing you. at me.
0: No, no, I'm um, laughing at the idea because there's some interesting things so, so, in
3: so, this so story. So, 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 communism, socialism, need has to supplant capitalism, which of course will resist with all its efforts. The, the next stage in, um, I, I'm going, I'm going straight Mark Marxist dialectic here. Um,
4: okay.
3: is it, I mean, capitalism is a resist with all its power to stop the next stage from happening because that's according to Marxist, the way I understand of Marxist theory, that's how these go. I mean, I mean, you go from autocracy to feudalism, feudalism to capitalism, capitalism to, to, to communism and each state each stage tries to prevent the next one from from being born as it were what so the the crawl, the crawlers are the are a physical embodiment of capitalism now instead of killing them as might be the the crueler more direct method of trying to stop them they put them on the island but the, the, the we, what we know about the crawlers they are cooperative they build their they're, they're it's 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 a communal society that's trying to build the next society, and they're eventually and, and that the phrase eventually it would reach the land beyond the ocean. Then the work would begin in earnest. In what? earnest, yeah. What work? Not building more tunnels, not building more cities. No, supplanting so, the previous. The yeah, society—you yeah. know—it's supplanting humanity. I think so, that that yeah, i think a communism story. Well, I,
2: I, 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 yeah, communism are not trying to supplant humanity. Yeah. I think.
3: Um, no, uh, no, no, but communists are trying to supplant capitalism.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I, well, it's there's yeah, some
3: yeah, so just like the clothes sure. are trying to, and 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 what and 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 look uh, and going back to that last sentence, I mean, I
2: mean, it's sma- a Cold War sma- story sma-
3: in that way. Yes,
2: it's well, Cold yes, War. Yes, it
3: is absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They they sma- they smashed the. They smashed the regular baby because, I mean, if if you had capitalism springing up in the middle of communism, what would the commissars do? I mean, it's, it's, it's ill glass notes. What did the commissars do? They, they throttled it violently. Look at um the revolutions in 68, for example, in Czechoslovakia and what happened, in Hungary. Or they throttled yeah, it.
2: And, and, and Deng Xiaoping reforms, things like that. It's... I mean the history of actually the socialism is a little more complex than that.
3: It's a little more complex, okay. but but uh, as of as of uh Dick's writing, as this, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, I com- I com- oh, oh, set cold, in the Cold War. Yeah, in the Cold a War, war a with a cold mentality. Com- communism throttle would will, will throttle capitalism when it comes when it comes springing up again, and um in uh Rather, rather, uh, on, um, whatchamacallit, on uncompromising terms. And in a sense, there's a more ruthlessness. I mean, what do the capitalists do with the, uh, crawlers? They stick them on an island. What do the crawlers do when a baby capitalist is born? They kill it quickly.
0: Let me, let me quote from the story to support your thesis, okay? Okay. The farmer indicated over there on the other side of those hills, you want to collect the remains? They have one down at the Standard Oil Station. <laughs> That's a brand
4: mm-hmm. of, right? Yep.
0: In a big tank. Dead, of course. They filled the tank with kerosene to try to preserve it. That one's in pretty good shape compared to this. Joe Jackson cracked its head with a two-by-four. He found it crawling across his property one night. So, of course, uh, I think the story that is most supporting of your thesis is not this one, though. And that's one we've done. is called The Martians Come in Clouds. Remember that Mm -hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Which is that one. Yeah. And it's a very, um, very much about fearing the, uh, the other. Right. And, and they also, I think they were very insect like, and obviously these creatures, uh, the crawlers are very insect like, but I think there's something that, um, Evan didn't mention. He, he and Evan didn't do the, uh, communist ana- analysis in his podcast from 2017. Um, but there's also something he didn't mention that I think is in here that's undercooked and that's, um, these are actually not just, I don't think the work is finished by them making more babies on the other side and stinging humans because these are like, these creatures only are a threat to humans Um, if, if you're incredibly slow, like in day of the Triffids, right, because you're blind, the the Triffids aren't a problem until everybody's blinded. So it has to have two confluence, two, two events that come together. And there is the idea that maybe, uh, and Evan does talk about this in his podcast. Um, maybe, uh, the normal babies are going to be a threat to the society of the crawlers. Uh, the ones that they're beating to death uh, at the end, in the same way that people are running over with trucks and beating with two by fours, and that's actually, you know, the illustration in the original Paul. I'm sure you're looking at that right now. It's an incredible image, right? Mm-hmm. You see a baby on the ground with like flipper arms, um, and a farmer beside his truck hitting uh, what looks like a baby. Um, the, we see, uh, a baby in the cardboard, it's, no, it's called a pasteboard box, um, near the end of the story, where he goes down some stairs through a white painted door, um, and the grandmother, we presume, uh, reveals that the two children, uh, not children, I guess the, her child and the father of this creature in the pasteboard box are down there hiding, and they're hiding because they don't want to let their baby go. But the government's mm-hmm. there to take the baby away and give it a, uh, its own reservation, right? <laughs> this island away from other people so people don't smash it is the idea. And they're going to move all the people away from the radiation plant. So this is really interesting because what do they eat? They eat plants and leaves, grass, right? And what do they do? They build nests. Uh, they Build nests like cocoons. They build
3: cities, actually. They they build cities.
0: Yeah. But it's almost like cocoons. Oh, but we do not know about the cities? Right. Yeah. They're going to go from caterpillar into something else, possibly. And it's weird because they don't. None of the ones we know about ever got any schooling, right? We don't think that they got uh, kindergarten classes and education. Like they never went to school. They get abandoned. They're all pretty young. The older ones are darker in color, we're told. Um, but they're doing all this instinctually. And when we see the opening and closing, um, it's not from a, it's not from a, uh, educated point of view. He built and more he built, the more he enjoyed building. Notice the low vocabulary. That's three times the word build or built is in there. Yep. Hot sun, uh, sunlight filtered down. Summer breezes stirred around him as he toiled joyfully. When he ran out of material, he paused a while and rested. What is the material? It's like some juice that's inside of him, right? His edifice wasn't large. It was more of a practice model than a real thing. One part of his brain told him that, and another part thrilled with excitement and pride. So this is him doing a story like Ruge, telling a story from a dog's point of view, He's telling it from an animal's or uh, instinctual baby's point of view, right? And uh, uh, part thrilled with excitement and pride, it was at least large enough to enter. He crawled down the entrance tunnel and curled up inside in a contented heap. Through a rent in the roof, a few bits of dirt rained down. He oozed binder fluid. And then we said, what the fuck, right? We suddenly realized this is not a human. Uh, and reinforce the weak place. In his edifice, that's the vocab word again, the air was clean and cool, almost mm. dust-free. He crawled over the inner walls one last time, leaving a quick drying coat of binder over everything. What else was needed? He was beginning to feel drowsy. In a moment, he'd sleep. And then, moment, he thought about it, and then he extended a part of himself up through the... What? St- like, uh, is that foot? No. Through the still entrance, that part watched and listened well. Like, that's not a human, right? It looks like a human. It's not a human. As the rest of him dozed off in grateful slumber, he was peaceful and content, conscious that uh, uh, that from a distance, all that was visible was a light mound of dark clay. No one would notice it. No one would guess what lay beneath. So part of that is from his point of view, and part of that is from the reader's perception of what's going it's very good subtle writing. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's very it's very good subtle and if they
0: did notice, he had methods of taking care of them. Notice the euphemism there. Killing them, right? With his stinger, which we are just learning about. And meanwhile at the end of the story we've got a mom who you knew it's a Philip K. Dick story because he mentions the large breasts she has, even though she's (laughs) nineteen and Mm -hmm. was she is she suckling this baby? I mean, she'd have to, right? But no, they're putting grass in the cage for it, the pasteboard box for it to eat, because that's what it wants. So these are not humans in a certain sense, and yet they are humans. And we know what makes them most human of all is they do exactly what we do to disgusting babies that don't look like us, right? So it's almost like Philip K. had a baby uh, and an autistic son, you might say. And the doctor says, you know, in other case, in other countries, in other times, people, people would, uh, just, mothers would just kill their babies. And, uh, if you work on a farm, you know that sometimes mothers do reject their babies, right? They somehow get confused, or they, they, sometimes like, uh, a, a lamb will give birth to three babies. They've only got two teats. That means one's gonna die. And if you wanna get that baby to not die, you have to, find some other mother that only got one baby mm-hmm. and let it uh nurse. Otherwise you, you will, this is cruel nature, right? So all of this is instinctual. And when Philip K Dick shows at the end, these instinctual creatures killing what we think of it's infanticide, right? An, a regular human yeah. baby um, th- that reflects back earlier on what we saw, what the teenagers were doing and the adults were doing and in just instinctually trying to kill the crawlers and that is what's so fucked up about this story is it's yeah it's technically not an abortion story it's an infanticide story right it's about infanticide and who asked for that (laughs) nobody right this is fallout from uh, world war ii's uh, end but it's also fallout from astounding and john w campbell saying you know mutants are a big thing now (laughs) <laughs> and give everybody me agreeing with him so what's that paul
3: give me more mutant stories mm-hmm. and literally
0: what he meant by mutants was um stories that are variations on the science fiction idea rather than mutants of like the kind of radiation that we're getting in this he meant variations on like a wine style story right give me idea stories that's what the word mutant meant but people took it literally Right. What if people had uh, telepathy and the Slan is the prototypical example of that? Right. And uh, I, I was listening to Evan talking about um, uh, an early Philip K. Dick novel. No, no. Ro- uh, Robert A. Heinlein novel. Um, what's the one with guns?
3: Which one with guns? That's, like that, with me. That's that kind it's of. A, it's the earth. a
0: highline high novel with guns. Yeah, you did yes. a show on it recently. Um, it's guns in the first half. No, maybe you didn't do it. Maybe you're gonna do it
2: soon. You know, but I was thinking of a high, I was thinking of, of of like Lazarus Long's ancestors. Okay. Yeah, they're also mutants. How? They're well, they're, they're mutants immortals. That that, that they. Well, they're immortal, but how did they get there? They got there through like calling. I, I mean, I haven't. It's been a while since I looked at the children, but I'm going to be rereading it soon. Mm-hmm. But how I don't know what's the device. If he's just like you marry someone whose grandmother lived to be a hundred, yeah, it's think that way, or is it like calling children? No, no like, it's not like coy coy's.
3: The, the 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 way I recall the Howard families working is it's not they don't call the children it's just that they the long-lived descendants wind up getting married to other long-lived descendants and trying to oh, partake. Yeah, yeah their you, teens.
0: it was eugenic breeding program. Yeah,
3: it's basically okay. eugenics.
0: The I'm trying to remember the name of that one. It's it's uh it's mostly about guns in the first half and then it becomes about uh, something else, talky in the second half. And it was a serial in. So you should be doing it right around now.
2: Uh, the serials. It's, a, it's not, not the Scudder stuff, right? I don't think so. The, the the Coventry and all that. Yeah, it's in that period. Um, the one with the the Japanese takeover. Uh, Sixth column or whatever. You know, I've never read. I, I listened to you do they
0: recently. I know that's slightly. On yeah. The topic. I've never read that one.
2: There's a few hindlines I've never read. Let me look at the, the bibliography. See, I don't know why it's slipping mind. It's probably just late for me. Um, if this goes on, that's no, the serial. It's not. It. No, no, that's that's that, no. That's not it. No, it's it's nope. long.
0: <laughs> it's an actual novel. It's just a short novel from the early maybe right after world war ii
2: yeah maybe it comes later i don't think i've done it yet wow but Man. he wrote so much in 1941 i was printing out from the astoundings mm-hmm. and i just realized like probably about 35 to 40 percent of astounding in 1941 is Heinlein, Yeah, every couple of issues or right? mcdonald or or saunders and sometimes or, or more or than one story I mean. in an issue yeah like some issues are like Two. I haven't mm-hmm. found any with three. I think. I think like there'll be like a, a McDonald's story, and then like part of Methuselah's children or something. Mm-hmm. Like the same issue. A serial, But oh, it's yeah. like the bulk. It's like half of the half of the issue would just be Heinlein. So, yeah, that's. I was just struck by that. You were that's off topic. was like um, off topic. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm gonna. But I'm I'm think, it up. I think the main point is. Are these like humanity plus, which is, I think that's the way Astounding is sort of going. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what Astounding We're wants. Stage in human towards pro- towards, this is part of progress, right? Like long or whatever, right? Where it's the next stage of humanity. And Dick says, hold it a minute. Like, these aren't humans anymore. Right.
0: So the callers aren't killing. They're humans because they're, they're exactly they're, like us. They fucking instinctual well, killers is what is. They're he's like saying. us,
2: but it's, it's like a subspecies. It's like maybe like killing Neanderthal might be. Yeah. It could be a throwback. But they're even as well, closer. Right. Um, it's okay. If they're like morally human in the sense just as depraved, they also do infanticide and, and eugenics. Um, they do in fancy and and we I mean, call it eugenics, right? But we call it colling when it's koi, when it's carp that we want to have the nice fancy colors with. Uh, we'll kill yeah. thousands of those. Yeah, to get the right. I mean, it's right.
0: instinctual, right? It's not. They're not doing it because,
2: if for moral reasons, they think. I mean, I was bringing this reasons. up with the pre-persons a lot too. It's like the fact that it was like essentially sending kids to the pound, yes, where they'll die. He picked up and died. I don't think that was by accident. And and I don't get the sense Philip Dick was like very conscious of really pol- like politically animal rights or something. But he's certainly mm-hmm. aware of how humans treat animals, especially in this kind of bureaucratic
0: he's super into into way. thinking of from their point of view. Right. That's
2: his first. story, yeah. Rube. Well, he's, he's good at thinking of like from children's point of view. Yes. too, And how he, adults authorize children all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so, I get that, but the, from, the, from the human's point of view, the callers aren't. They are a separate species.
0: The story, by the way, uh, the novel is called Beyond This Horizon. Oh, it's, oh okay. If, if you haven't read that one, but it says... That's uh, the
3: guy goes to the future one?
0: The novel depicts a world in which a genetic selection for increased health, longevity, and intelligence has become so widespread that the unmodified control naturals are carefully managed and protected minority duels and carrying mm. our firearms are socially accepted ways of maintaining public civi- civility and this is where we get the armed society's polite society um and that's sort of the stuff that i think he's less interested in and that's more like um give me a world where it's everybody's brandishing all the time uh that's probably the campbell it was a a, steer, a serial and astounding Right, and then yeah,
2: it, 1942.
0: Yeah, so you're going to be coming rolling up on this one pretty soon, and it's it's not a, it's not one
2: of his popular novels. It's one of his yeah. I got to keep my eyes on that because like yes. my original list had Beyond This Horizon as 48, but no, it's it was the same the thing f- that happened collected. to uh, it was the same thing that happened with that the the yeah little peril novel. Oh yeah, Dang, that's, so those that's, a, that's, that's a column. like column. those are both 1941, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to very them productive in. early. Yeah. And, and well, then there's all these fix ups and re edits.
0: Yes. Stuff. You got to watch, watch for those. He's, he's a slippery guy because he has a lot of material. <laughs> it's not like mm-hmm. there's six pieces here, right? He's got dozens of novels. So, um, in, in this case, for our story today, I mm-hmm. am convinced that this is, because nobody, no, no editor would say, you know what I need? I want you to, have a story about infanticide for me. That's that's a much more of a new wave thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that would be something that, Ooh, you're sparking me right in the new wave, This is much more like he has a problem. Infanticide exists and that shatters him. Right? Yeah. So how's he going to deal with it? Especially when he's got a kid or knows a kid has a kid. I don't know who has autism or something, right? Because one one of the things that happens when you give birth to a, a creature is you check to see if it has all its hooves, all its mm-hmm. all its fingers and toes, and then uh, as babies, you know, you can't assess their intelligence very quick because human babies, mm-hmm. unlike regular babies, you know, a, a calf will walk on the first day it's born, and if it doesn't, then it's
2: going to die. But a human baby, but we do crawl. have, we do have like. Ultrasounds and all sorts of tech. To yes, check. we do now, but it's not infanticide anymore. We just no, we don't find call it them that. earlier and earlier. That's
0: right, we, because it come it happens before it comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you can take not a that those are that. necessarily
2: ethically uh, equivalent. I'm not suggesting that, mm-hmm. but it's. I think Phil Dick would would say that.
0: You know, uh, it, this is maybe uh, slightly related, yeah. and. And it's why it's so interesting. First time I probably encountered the word autism was reading Philip K. Dick, right? Now, if you go into Twitter, I would say about 20% of the people I look at the bios of have autism or spectrum in their bios. Now, I think that's probably over overrepresented in that Twitter is a good way for people who have autism to uh, have social interaction. Right. So I, I don't think that that's the regular percentage of the population. I don't know what it is, but I would say they're probably overrepresented. Um, why? Why is Philip K. Dick the first guy to bring this into the open for me? I don't know. Probably because he had to deal with it somehow. But I just saw a crazy. Uh, it's not a news story. It's a lawsuit. Uh, Sign up for this lawsuit which is to sue the makers of Tylenol for causing autism. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, Tylenol, you know, it's like uh, a ubiquitous drug over the counter. Everybody takes it. Women get prescribed it for pain during pregnancy because it's safe. Maybe it's not. If this lawsuit goes ahead and they win, um, that's going to change a lot of people's perception about, you know, over the counter drugs like, in the way that has happened in the past. The flipper baby in the illustration, right? That is a very much a thing from Phil period, right? There was a, what was the drug? Thalidomide? Thalidomide, yes. Oh, yeah. Right? What, what does it do? It limits the blood vessel growth. And if you're pregnant with a, a baby that needs blood vessels to grow in, to make limbs from the central core, you're going to harm that. And so this is like, that was a big, a huge lawsuit, right? a huge international story. Um, Maybe we're going to find out something like that in, and not, I haven't looked at the science of Tylenol causing this, mm-hmm. but this is the kind of thing that is gonna make people, shake up in the same way that the thalidomide did and uh i think that that's why it's it's philip Kitt's sensitivity rather than insensitivity that causes him to write stories about topics that nobody wants to talk about or think about right hmm. right <sighs> horrific it's one of the do you remember um you talked about uh in your podcast evan you talked about um uh, the movie freaks, yeah, and there freaks. was a particular there was a caterpillar man who was probably the most similar thing to as described in the story here, yeah um who could light a cigar as a, a man with no arms and no legs
2: yeah it's 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 amazing it's neat to see, but what I think what I was while I'm thinking now I don't remember everything I said in that, that podcast is like. That was a, uh, an economic space mm-hmm. for, for a, people with a these families in a certain sense. A f- but what we have in the Crawlers is essentially like more like a concentration camp. It is. So there's like this, this experience of the mid 20th century is certainly on, on Philip Dick's mind here. But, you know, as we become much more of like this, I mean, we already have mass education saying like we need everyone and, and there's so much obsession with standards and everyone has to reach certain goals. No child left behind, right? Everyone mm-hmm. has to be ready for the workforce by the time they graduate and go to college, right? So that's why there's all this obsession with, with standards, um, to make, to kind of make everyone the same, mm-hmm. essentially. There's all this, a lot of talk about diversity, but I still think there's like this incredible homogenizing power and in, in like public education mm-hmm. going on, right? And so you do that test when you're pregnant and you're like, Oh, your kid has an 80% chance of having down syndrome or something. What do what do you do? And then the parents are thinking like, well, they're probably thinking like, how is this kid going to do in school? What struggles is it going to be? How is it going to interrupt my career? It's like the, the justification is like economic. Yep. Right. To why you would abort such a kid. It's, it's not a moral choice you're making,
0: and it wasn't a moral choice it's in be-
2: the 19th century yeah. in London. Well, it wasn't either. Like that's right. I just re- I just reread the Global Crisis book by by Jeffrey Parker about the Little Ice Age, and one reason you got flat populations in the 17th century what, what, was what, 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 of what was high rates of infanticide, Because right? it was it's Global Crisis by Jeffrey Parker, which is about the it's about the Little Ice Age, essentially. Didn't you look up? It's like fifty hours. The audiobook book. Yeah, it's huge.
3: Um, global crisis, climate change, and catastrophe in the seventeenth yeah. century.
0: Evan, Evan wants everybody to a, be a historian, and I'm yeah, like, cool with that. But it, I got other. It's a nine hundred page <laughs> book, so that's it's,
2: it's it's a it's a brilliant text though that mm. I think does does what no one else has done, which is connect the social like the global crisis, which people you have, known about. have like,
3: told me about this before because the breakdown
2: part- of yeah, the breakdown of like of political systems, the yeah. the Ming, the the conflict in in Spain, the 30 years war, yeah. the rise of absolutism, all this mm-hmm. is happening affects reality. Combines saucy. it with the with the climate change and then looks at it as a global phenomenon, but you know, it's just there's chapters about like just infanticide mm-hmm. and abandoning kids and and churches and monasteries overrun with these abandoned kids and things. And it's just, it's an economic decision. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, we cannot survive with this child. And that's
0: not how it it feels in this story. It feels like it's a a moral decision, but it's actually not. It's in, he's showing, he's showing it's instinctual, I think. Right. So the kids running over these things, like for fun, teenagers running over for fun and the farmer, killing one that's crawling across his property right and the government comes in and their job is like it's almost like uh the japanese right we gotta we gotta protect these people yes that's right these, so well whatever these are we gotta protect them and so we have to isolate them for the period right but what's so weird is there these are not humans that have their own families and all they are like creatures because they, they didn't get any schooling. They're not getting nursed. They're not getting dressed and putting diapers, right? They have uh, organs at the back of them, including a stinger, which is something that humans don't have, um, and pre- uh, things that can pseudopodia go up and, yeah. and keep awake while the rest of it goes to sleep. This is an animal different from humans. But because they look like humans on their face, as, and not just humans, babies. And like, even the description, you know, he's so good at that. The ha- a little bit of hair and it's moist, right? Moist. Yeah. It's like, this is, uh, it's almost like f- f- the doctor handed him a baby and he's holding it. And he's like, my God, it's, it's like a human. It has a nose and a mouth, but look at these limbs. Are they supposed to be like this? It's like, no, I mean, it will grow up, right? But it, these are self-sufficient creatures that look like babies, right? And they're doing it all instinctually. And then they're eating these leaves. And they're essentially butterflies is what I'm thinking. It's not ever mm-hmm. stated that way. But the fact the, that they the have stingers. The right?
3: stingers, the cocoons. Yeah. yeah. The, the, ev- the the evolution into something else. like. Right. that we don't see we humans humans don't do that we don't eat we don't
0: eat vegetation when we're born it's just not something we do yeah. that's something you do later maybe we start off as milk eaters just like all mammals these are insects right and yet they act just like us and they have thoughts just like us so he's doing tons cool. of things in this story that's like 20 21
2: minutes long Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I think he's doing that before I forget is: mm-hmm. it, Do any of you think this is a response to Judith Merrill? Uh, only a mother. Yeah. When, when did
0: that come out? Forties, mid forties, forty-one.
2: Something yeah, like that. it's post World War II. I think it must be a response to the nuclear bomb. Yeah, it must have been forty-five then.
0: <laughs> but see. I think uh, it's no, before. No, it's definitely no, before no, this no. story.
3: That only mother is forty-eight.
2: Forty-eight. Okay.
3: Forty-eight because I'm because you have this you have. Uh, like so, the
2: replacement. I mean, I think what is similar is this idea: there's no more normal kids being born, right? Yeah, not in this era. That only the, mo- yeah, in but in that only a mother, there's very few, right? Mm-hmm. It's
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm as I recall, it's like
2: was, abnormal, right? Yeah, that abnormal kid would be born. That's why the the narrator is kind of shocked to hear that, mm-hmm. right? Like, but. But There's, that yeah, is yeah, yeah, kind that's of a so,
3: fantasite story too. Yeah, I mean yes, that story. They, 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 the, and you got the the the, yeah. the kids. uh the the daughter's physically deformed but mentally precocious. Uh, well, that's what the mother says. We she's that's done, what the mother exactly says. Yeah, yeah. The Oh, the yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You read, yeah, that that the yeah. Oh, you reading? Yeah, is she telling the truth or is she? uh soft selling it. That's a that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Um, who's
3: the author of I Am
0: Legend? Matheson. Matheson, right. So he actually has yeah. one that's similar. It's not, I, it's probably around the same time as um, as this Philip K. Dick story. Um, mm-hmm. But he has one that's, I'm, I'm blanking on the title, but it's told from the point of view of this child that's locked in the basement. And the parents upstairs mm-hmm. have two normal children who they never let the child in the basement see. And, uh, it's done as a, in a diary entry and the creature looks out the window and sees, um, the kids running by neighborhood kids or whatever. And the, it doesn't know what mud is, but we get the sense, Oh, it's mud from this. And, uh, and then eventually into the story, we find out that the cruel parents that come down and beat the child. Um, Oh, yeah. It's not it's not a normal child that uses green and it can climb on the ceiling and it sees a picture of uh just like a a magazine cut out with a happy f- family standing together in a field or something uh born of man and woman there it is yep mm-hmm. uh-huh what go. a what a story right. So it's it's, it's like I mean, yeah, this give, one, but with no yeah, social that... co- communist implications like this one has, right? Yeah. The fact that they are working together in a community is correct. That's what communism is, Paul. <laughs> working together in a community, right? But not prioritizing uh, one person's success over the others. And it, um, it's not clear to me in this story that they – all their boroughs are like – they have a breeding center, right? <laughs> they have yep. a breeding chamber, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a breeding chamber, but uh is are they like are like they mammals or something or are they or are they bees right? It's not clear what mm-hmm. they are, but they have human faces, he's humanizing things that are inhuman and then showing that we're inhuman as well by reversing it at at the end, we get the same thing happened. And we can't, we can't stomach the idea of a human being being killed by monsters at the end. But we're doing that at the beginning, right? So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, it's a standard good Philip K. Dick story, but impalatable and on a topic nobody wants. Yeah, 1950, July 1950 for Born a Man and a Woman. So it's a little earlier than this, but doing quite a, quite a different yeah. take on the same experience. Fears and worries and yeah. I mean aren't you worried weren't you worried when you had a kid, Evan? Baby came out, is she have all her fingers and toes?
2: Yeah. I mean we 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 did the like the genetic screening or whatever. Uh huh. But everything was fine. But you also don't know for sure until it pops out.
1: Yeah.
0: And you clean it off and there's all the fingers and toes and then you presume it's going to grow up to be a smart, uh, and your kid's smart, right? She's good at drawing.
2: Got a lot yeah, of. Yeah, she's pretty smart. I got to read in Philip Dick. There you go. that three stigmata. Got, got to be and, a uh, genius to read. Do Antoys dream of electric <laughs> So I'm. Um... <laughs> Playing to the audience and just wrote a pretty good theme on Cathedral
0: by, by Carver. So I'm pretty happy. Oh, you should give her uh, the uh, the best Philip K. Dick novel,
2: because that's got a Cathedral on it. I hold I I I on. Enjoy... Uh, I gave her. <laughs> yeah, five. Got I gave her people, though. <laughs> three stigmata, do Andrew's Dream Electric Sheep. Galactic. My weight for last ball. year, Galactic Pot Healer. There you go. And.
3: If she doesn't love Galactic
0: one. Pot Healer, you have to take her out in the backyard and beat her with a two by four, okay?
3: Yeah. No.
0: I'm not going to that. beat anybody, Jesse.
3: But
2: see, <laughs> here's the thing. Like I was able to sit down and have a conversation with her about. Like, uh, about Kipple and Mm. the humans left behind and the chicken hand organs Mm -hmm. and Mercer. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a conversation about, uh, our, our, is, is, is Harrison Ford an Android? (laughs) (laughs) And that made me very happy.
0: Uh Yeah. Because it's not based only on media properties. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, so not my favorite Philip K. Dick short story, but, uh, as usual, he, even when he's doing the weirdest theme possible, he's just a really good writer. I don't, I don't think he has any duds. I don't, I haven't read in, I mean, maybe his earliest works, which you still haven't covered on your podcast, Evan, his Juvenalia. Oh.
2: They're, um. Well, the okay. Juvenalia and the, 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 the mainstream novels. Yeah, I'll get back to it. Maybe yeah.
0: that's
3: why I'm not getting any. I Google mean, I mean, we we did on this podcast. We <laughs> as soon did as, all as I on do, as just... soon as I do,
0: is juvenilia. They'll they'll definitely give you a reward. Um, who's I think they, Jesse, the people that be in the Hugo nomination, the
3: conspiracy See, theory, Jesse, anybody who's a member of the World Science Fiction Society, he's not. Evans
0: not. He can't. Well, yeah,
3: uh, they who give the Hugo awards. I mean, that includes me. So you're talking about me? Yeah.
0: You, will you give him one if he does... Uh...
3: I don't give awards. I can nominate <laughs> people. I mean, I've nominated... I, 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 no, I'm working on the
2: Heinlein thing.
0: So. Yeah, the Heinlein the thing's Heinlein going to get you be, canceled. That's not going good. to get you. You need to do uh, N.K. Jemison
2: or, or even Ursula or Slo- Le Guin's a little bit on the outside. I don't quite
0: know
3: no, where I'm Slo- going Slo- with Heinlein yet.
2: I, I don't quite know what I'm going to do. I, could,
3: and, I, mean, I, I think
2: I, Heinlein is... Like, not quite not as reactionary as, as people sometimes say. I think people read one book by yeah. him and come away. They, 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 started <laughs> they read that one book. Yep. And th- that kind of forms their Or they narrative. don't
0: read the book at all. They just, I had one guy say, I should mm-hmm. not tweet about politics. I should stick to um, talking about Anne Rand's libertarianism and fascist themes in Heinlein. I'm like, I'm read a, almost all of Heinlein. I've one, one read, read one <laughs> Ayn Rand book and it was the fountainhead. And I was like, eh, she's kind of like not a human being when she talks about relationships. Um, but you know, it's not really, I'm not an expert in libertarianism, but the fact that, you know, and he, he came back. I, I'm very good at, um, talking people down on Twitter, I think, uh, who are. You know, angry at me. I don't know, maybe not, but uh, in this case, I, mean, I, have, my, I, have, I have my gripes with, with Heinlein. I think you've heard him already. Oh, oh dude, he's so mean. You, you yeah. can't, you want to fight him, right? But on the like, other hand, I, like I, he's not a fascist. Not, not like, like Star, Starship he, Troopers the movie has makes him a fascist. That's not the mm-hmm. book. The book is something else. Yes, you could call it fascism, but look at it, really. Read the book and then you'll know.
3: I've I yeah. have read the book. I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 yes, um, it, Verhoeven um turns the dials to fourteen, but I mean there's there there is um there is a um strain of um
0: authoritarianism. It's not, it's not about regular democracy, right?
3: For no. Sure. It's, it's, not about regular democracy, but it's kind of, it's kind of suggesting.
0: He's trying to solve a problem in the United States, right? He's trying to, he's worried about the United States and he's trying to solve it. Is his solution ideal?
3: Mm, Probably not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, his, his, his solution is, is, uh, Repellent is like,
2: but why? I don't think that's his solution. It's a one of many books. You know, why why isn't his solution for whatever
3: reason in In that book? But now I'm talking about that. What he's arguing
0: for in that book is interesting. Is it a service guarantees citizenship, right? Is is how it's slung in the movie, and that's kind of what it is in the book. But notice in the movie, they don't talk about all the uh, non war kinds of service you can do. Right, We we would call it Peace Corps or some shit like that. But really, what he means is you need to actually have uh, gone to war in order to declare war. And what do we got now? We got a whole lot of leaders who've never been in the Army, never been in the Navy. And the ones that have, uh, you know, the guy with the eye patch or
4: whatever,
0: (laughs) Um, uh, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, anybody who's
2: uh, done that, they are... The exception. You know what? We really should take on this idea. So we should read uh, American Utopia by Frederick Jameson. I don't know if there's an audiobook version of it. Well, but is, he, it. he proposes um, essentially universal conscription. Yeah. Kind of, go back to the American about? Golden Age. So he says, let's go back to, well, when was the American Golden Age? Where do Americans all look back to as their proudest moment? Mm-hmm. The, the highlight, the high point of American civilization, the greatest generation, if you need to be obvious about it. <laughs> it's it's the 40s, and that was the time of universal conscription. Right? Yeah. And A male says, conscription. Like, yeah. but So the, the American utopia essentially is, let's – and we already fetishize Americans, I mean, even not Canadians, but Americans already fetishize the military. That's it's the idea. one institution yes. that still has popular support. Yes. No other institution: the media, the presidency, Congress—they're all like five percent support. Yeah. The military is still over fifty, so use that as our engine for socialism. So conscript everyone, and then use the military to perform all the functions of society. And then everyone has universal health care. Everyone has a guaranteed job. Everyone has. Everybody uh, gets a house after the war. And and what you, what, aren't, what aren't you going to do? You're not going to be fighting wars.
0: Notice how because, short World War Two was. It wasn't a 20 year job, yeah. right?
2: It was a four year because, job. Because, yeah, if there's a war as a necessity, I would, I should be fought. He even makes a joke in the talk about, I haven't read the book yet, but I listened to his talk where he says, like, you put the pacifists who refuse to fight in charge of weapons development. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, but basically the idea is like, if, if it's, if everyone's in it, you're not going to have reckless wars, yep. and foreign adventures, that's, and things oh, like that. That's the theory, and it's it's a better theory. And again, for and, you'll, some. and you'll have, and you'll have the mobilization possible, and the support for whatever projects actually need to be done, like the green transition,
4: mm-hmm.
2: or or whatever. And, and meanwhile, everyone has a job, everyone has health care, everyone gets an education to what they need to perform their function. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's the well, proposal. Let's look it up. Let's see. And I up. think that is. That audiobook that's not what quite like in in starship troopers you still have it's still a choice you can choose to go but i think the idea is essentially quite similar
0: i'm looking it up uh it's frederick with a
2: c frederick yeah jameson and it's called an
0: american utopia
2: yeah American book apparently has his proposal and then like commentary, like people talk back to him, which is kind of a cool way to write a book. It is. It's like like people, uh you know, challenge him. Yeah. In it, Uh so it's edited by Zizek, but I think that shitlib. <laughs> no, he's
0: not a shitlib. What is he? Um, uh, I don't know. There's a, I don't kneelib. <laughs> he's something. Yeah. People. i don't see an
2: audiobook version
0: though oh that sucks well maybe they'll get there may be one at some point let's see Mm a audio book um the one that i wanted the exiting the vampires castle i'd like to have that as an audiobook i don't think we've got that. (laughs) that's just an essay i know but um it's easier to do a show if i have that as an excuse right Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of shows, I wanted to tell people about upcoming things other than pirate enlightenment, which is sort of related, uh, and breakthroughs in science, um, added to the list is, a uh, Robert, oh, I didn't even finish his name, Silverberg book called downward to earth. Anybody read this downward to the earth? Just, Oh, is it to the earth or to the earth? That's what it's written. I don't want to see it. Um, it's it's the very bottom.
3: But that's that's the one you were you were tweeting the co- the yeah, uh the, the comic that survived, Which is I've beautiful, not read right? That
0: it is to the earth, yeah. It's nineteen I'd never read it before,
3: but nineteen seventy.
0: I saw i saw, a few years ago I saw the comic book in the bookstore. It was like a hardcover. I'm like, what the fuck? Robert Silverberg And so I bought it. I haven't opened it up yet, it's still wrapped in its plastic. Um but it is a Robert Silverberg novel. And it's inspired by uh, Joseph Conrad. So, and uh, the famous.
3: I mean, he's he's based a couple things on Conrad. Um, Yeah,
0: that's right. There's the secret sharer.
3: The secret sharer. Mm -hmm. He's he's Heinlein's Heinlein's
0: version of Kipling is uh, Robert Silverberg's uh, Joseph Conrad. (laughs) Heinlein minds Kipling. Uh, Silverberg reminds mm-hmm. Conrad.
3: And there it is, an audible And I'm grabbing it now.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think that'll be cool. The um, I think it's not super long. It says 180 pages, but the it,
3: I uh, seven put, hours. Change. Yeah,
0: and I put in links to uh LibGen, Library Genesis, um, place of downloading, uh, the. To, I'm pretty sure it's French.
3: I I, I can't get to that link. It's uh,
0: not working for you. No. Yeah, you might be blocked in the states. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 giving
0: Terence, gave me that one, that link.
3: Yeah, that
0: that that's like. Yeah. See, this is this is like why you have to have a VPN sometimes.
3: Yeah. So Does that I one can't... work for you, Evan?
2: Uh, let me find the link. It's uh. On the I'll
0: send it in the chat. It's yeah. pretty long.
3: So yeah, if you could if you send me the copy yeah, I'll, I'll, the comics, I'll, that's one thing.
0: But. Yeah, they're uh, I'll be reading it in paper, but um I did tweet out some of the pictures from it. Oh, I did see that, yeah. I'm gonna have to fix that link somehow. It's got a thingy at the beginning. There we go. That should work. Yeah, it works. Good. And so there are two CBRs, which is the nope,
3: standard. Yeah, yeah. Nope, I tried I'll, a different I'll browser. It to you. me.
0: I'll Dropbox it, it to you prior me. to the um,
3: actual... Prior to the show, yeah. in, which will be in May. Long way away. Long way away. Yes, yeah, someone was asking me about doing a book for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I said, well. Is there an well, book? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I I said, yeah, if we did it now, though, it would be six months before it came out. At so, least, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... It's really actually quite useful for... There's a lot of people who want their book promoted this month, you know? I get, I would say, three emails a day. I don't look at my email that much, but three emails a day asking me if I want to have somebody on to promote their book. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I can't. I got, I got a weekly podcast. I want to read books. I don't want to talk... I, they uh, one of the podcasts. Um, I think it's Hugo's there. You know that podcast? It's pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he had David Brin on. That show was a, such a fucking train wreck because David Brin. He's a smart guy, but he's so fucking self-centered. You know, the show is about reading a reading a <laughs> it's about reading a book and then talking about that book, and you know that's the format. But David Brin only talks about his books. (laughs) The, the host, I think his name is Seth Easley. He he keeps trying to steer it back to the book, going back to the book (laughs) we're supposed to be talking about. And then like he tries that like five, six times and you know, he's promoting his wife's book. (laughs) He's, He's doing everything except. What the show is about. And it's like, Oh, that's too bad. And it was, uh, it was a Heinlein. Oh, you know what? That was probably the Heinlein book that I thought, uh, Evan was going to had, uh, uh-huh. was doing. What's it? Uh, the gun book beyond this horizon. That's the one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can totally fuck up, um, by getting David Brin on your podcast. He went on a, a philosophy podcast once and that was such a fucking train wreck. <laughs> they were like there afterwards, like yeah, we we probably shouldn't have released that one because <laughs> he's like he's just not focused on what you know. would go on Saturday Night Live, and you've got you've got newspaper cuttings, and you just say, "Did you guys read this newspaper?" <laughs> it's like, you don't understand. This is a comedy show, or so whatever. He's getting up there, but um, uh, he's still popular, right, David Brin
3: um, yes. oh, I never I read his I, stuff. I, I don't think he's wrote, wrote, written a popular novel Yeah, Kiln
0: People was a big hit, wasn't it? Didn't it win an award or something? That's a long time ago, though. Kiln People? Mm-hmm. 2002, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Big, chunky book. 460 pages.
3: Oh, well. Then that, that, now, you see, this is why I hate uh, Amazon sometimes. So I Google, so I put in David Brin, mm-hmm. and I'm getting results that are anything but David <laughs> Brin. Well, no, I, I, yeah, I, no, I, that's what Cora was God saying. Serious. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm getting a screenshot. I'm going to add oh. this in the chat right. just to show you how broken reality is. Yeah. This reality is. Um, here, what's that? Um, they don't want you. to want
0: David Brin books because they don't have any stock. Maybe.
3: Well, there's um, Audible. There's Audible and there's Kindle books, so. Start Tide Rising. That's a bad book. Start. Oh, wait. I, I know you
0: don't like, um. I don't like stories being told from control panels, uh, galaxies away from other actions happening off screen. Yeah. And it's also a series book, which is bad.
3: Yeah, I, I yeah, series book is what, uh, is your, is your real, uh, grief. Just exhaust that. the idea super quick. All right, so let me show you. Well, let me show you what happened when I tried to Google. Why I tried to uh, search on Amazon for David Brin. What do I get? I get this.
0: So you typed in David Brin at the top. Mind you, you put all. You should select books.
3: Uh, but even so, I still came up with.
0: Yeah, I don't see any David Brin there.
3: I see oh, no Oh, there's
0: a David Weber.
3: <laughs> that is not. He's got a David. Um, as my late friend Scott would say, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Perfect.
0: maybe those are, no, ads. no, no. If I, yeah. So no, if I, the, that bottom row be, says sponsored. You need to have an ad blocker that, that sponsored list, right? The bottom row on your uh, screenshot. That's I mean, all ads. I,
3: have mean, tried a little more and I get more ad stuff. Crap. Um, so I, I, I typed
0: in into, I'm not, I don't, I don't use Amazon, so I'm not signed in or anything. I typed in books, I changed it to books, typed in David, no quotation marks, the first result was Exist- Existence by David Brin and Kevin T. Collins, etc. Audiobook, and then da- Star Tried Rising, Sun Diver, and then Goes to Paperbacks, Brightness Reef, Postman. Those are all his books. I don't think you're missing much.
3: Please, please, bu- Bright- so it's a popular. Oh, say publication date. Okay, I finally got somewhere for this. Um, so his latest book apparently is Existence. Okay. Well, no, that's, a, that's an e book. No, it's an e book. There's Paper, an audio book of it. No, and a mass market can... uh,
0: paperback that says it's only nine left in stock. And a thirty-seven. But
3: that's probably not his most recent book. It says 2012. Is that the most release. recent? Very old. I'm looking at the paperback. Ah, yeah, yeah. Paperback has 2020. Oh, no. So existence must be at. Best-selling, award-winning futurist David Bren returns to globe-spanning high caps concepts as with existence. Carol thing is an orbital garbage collector. Only now, <laughs> high above the blue earth, he sports something that's a unusual and pulls it in, sending rumors across Earth's info mesh about an alien artifact. Yeah.
0: All right, now now comes the time of the podcast where e- Evan uh, has to defend his. Um, Challenging me on direct messages.
2: What? Well, I've just been in a bad mood. I know.
0: Um, he said you only. Ha- oh, no, no, no. Um, you you, t- you tweet a lot more, DM a lot more than I can do when I'm feeding animals, or dog dog walking. Um, uh, I don't know. You said at some point you, you said you're a bad know. Marxist, he's and like I haven't read any Marxism, point. so we need to do a Marxist book. In a Marxist to... book. Yeah, so Paul, you you haven't read any Marx, right? I haven't read um,
3: any Marx. I, I um. But you're both on terrible I, Marxists. I, 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 I read I read Marx for beginners.
2: Did you? Oh well, that's a book. Yeah, well, the review not... is that's a comic book.
3: That's a comic. It is a, it is indeed a comic book, and I, I have read it.
2: Like, it's it's not like thirty years ago. Okay, it does a pretty good job. Um, I know who Marx is. I think really is. what, I what I mean, idea, but I've not read Marx, so I don't. What I, I can't really so what I what I really mean by that, I guess, is I think we need more material conditions. You say I want everyone to be a historian, and I'm like, <laughs> I think, I think said, we maybe need You need, need to that. read more history. I'm like, I'm doing my best. I think uh, maybe we need that because history is interested in material is. conditions. Absolutely. And I don't think we're doing that enough. I don't think we're reflecting enough on it actual trends of history and context. And when you do that, things get grayer. And that's good. W- what did you say? What word? Things get more gray. Grayer. Get okay. Grayer. Yeah. They get more complex. They're not so oh, black 100%, and white. Like this
0: story, right? It's, not, it's yeah. not an abortion story. That's a way of looking at it. It's not an abortion story, but it is a way of looking at it. It's not a communism story. Mm-hmm. But if you think of what is happening in... Oh. under a woman's let me, shirt let me, when let me she's give you an example where you were black
2: and white with is just recently is where you mm-hmm. said like oh because i am not supportive of chinese irredentism towards taiwan that i must be for like brinksmanship which isn't my position at all my position is i said your middle
0: name is brinksman
2: <laughs> yeah which is <laughs> and i'm going to tell
0: same, like, i'm going to so he can use it <laughs> my position <laughs> Yeah. To... my
2: position is self-determination is the best way to resolve these territorial issues. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it should, that's, that's as applicable in Crimea uh, or Donbass as it is in Taiwan. Okay. Here. And here's, I going to read, before... I'm going to read
0: what you wrote. Okay. If, let me, if all parties acknowledge the truth that Taiwan is an independent, neoliberal hellscape, we well we can move on. Taiwan will be able to, be more independent of the U.S. interests and actually work on its democracy internally without being the rock of China and the hard place of the U.S. Empire. Perfectly reasonable there, right? 100% Yeah, but that's, that's not, a, that's not, that's you're not, not finished? your position. No, that's I, not no I'm,
2: I'm, I'm 100% you. Jimmy Dore thinks Taiwan is part of China.
0: Hang on. Next thing you said, that has always been my position, so don't gaslight me by saying I want World War Three over Taiwan. I want the peace based on national self-determination, that sounds that's fine. I, I was not responding to those two things, by the way. You tweet so much, DM me so much. I was responding to something earlier. And um, here's the thing: <laughs> there is a country in, in. There's countries all over the world, right, that are being occupied are by the. Uh, well, that are being occupied by the United States, right? Like, there's an occupation happening.
2: And Taiwan's not one of them, by the way. Oh I, oh, I like know that. U.S. troops, and because... they're all in the embassy. Well, they're all in the, like, which in... isn't even a real embassy. Well, Nixon, but,
0: know, j- 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 made Jesse, peace j- j- with
3: China. J- 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 Jesse,
2: define occupation. Okay, so one-third of Syria
0: is under U.S. occupation right now. The third that produces the most food and uh, almost all the petrochemicals, as they call them.
3: Right? Okay. Well, you didn't answer my question. You answered it differently, but okay. No, no, it, but, uh, Syria but, but Okay, okay. so you said plenty of countries. South Korea. Countries. South Korea is not being Germany. occupied by the United States. Yeah. Germany is not being it's occupied by the United States. Oh, really? This is where, Jesse, I, this is where I see you as No, the Jesse, that's Philippines. not being occupied by Shh. the United States. What, Jesse, this is where I think not, you're sometimes a no little black and
0: white. You don't appreciate the of the reality. At what point did the Philippines no longer... Be occupied by the United States. At what point was it under the Japanese? Yes, that's when it was no longer occupied by the United States. When did Iceland no longer be occupied by the United States? It was a. It, there was a day when they said, "You can have your country back. We're going to take our military bases up Italy and France, right? France is a really interesting case, and Italy is a really interesting case. Is Canada occupied by the United States? Not really but it's one of the very few that isn't that's in NATO. And it, oh, one, okay. one way of thinking about that is NATO is the super state. And in that case, okay, that's fine. I, I get it. But if you've got, um, if you've got foreign troops in your country that are um, occupying, like they're not just passing through, they've got a base there. That's, I mean, that's one of the things that Saudi Arabia was like sort of up in arms against. And, Right, they don't
2: like having the bases there. Now, do they have them? I think yeah, maybe they do. It's the, the people of Saudi Arabia. But well, it, I don't think the government's fine with them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. So,
0: when Colombia, you know, if it, if Colombia or you know, whatever, if you don't like it, they change your government. That's the problem.
4: Yeah.
0: Right. And so I would say, let's just say, if their actual base is there. That's an occupation. Now there are, there are edge cases, right? Djibouti is one of the best examples. It's occupied by four foreign nations, some of them that are enemies of each other, right? China has a base there and the United States. That's fucking weird. So how do, how do they, how do we talk about that? I don't know. So yeah, it's not, it's not the case, but you know, the United States has military bases in a lot of countries and if the government doesn't like it, what do you do? You coup the government. That happened in Australia. It's crazy. Like, did it happen in Canada? Yeah. Probably not. There is a, there are some indications that it did, but they're very weak compared to the one in Australia. But-
2: but none of this applies to the case here. The United <laughs> yeah, States Yeah, I agree. Taiwan, Taiwan is 70s. not occupied by the United States. Taiwan 100%. was abandoned by the United States in the seventies. Yes, it was. And it's still in exchange for peace with China.
0: Yeah, it's, it's normalized Well, it,
2: yeah, Taiwan that was used the reason. to be one of the security council members. That's insane. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it should be on in the UN. No. Yeah, of course it should be in the UN. But that, but there's one country that doesn't want that. It's, it,
0: what? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, and they have a veto. The, so they, they're they're the Security Council, yeah. right? So yeah, it's not fair. I get that. But I'm not and, willing to go to World War III over, over, uh, you know, an occupation. I don't think anybody should be. A, a war, yes, maybe, especially locally. Even if it is difficult. So,
2: but it seems then you're not being really consistent on self-determination as a principle. Yeah, I'm not. That will require, like, I'm not. self-determination for Donbass would mean, like, someone is losing territory that doesn't want to lose territory.
0: Well, and we, that we're will not be, going to some Ukraine. sense have and to be we forced. Just, we can just stick with that um, will be,
2: have to be forced upon on countries sometimes.
0: Yeah, uh, like we if can. So
2: Ukraine. If the Scots want topic. independence, if the Scots want independence and London says no. What do you do? You <laughs> well, just let
0: London I do think what a, it wants. I think a lot of S- a Scottish uh, military people will be involved. And I mean, Scotland, in a sense, is m- way more competent than England, right? Yeah. So I think that that would not happen. I think Scotland. It, it's really weird. I think mm-hmm. what 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 happened was okay, the UK Catalonia, was running then. running the United States for a while. Now I don't think e- any anybody. You can't say either country's in charge. I think NATO is, is running on its own. It's something else. It's, you know, it's not colonies anymore. It's something else. Meta, meta empires or whatever. So yeah, self-determination. It's, it's a, the, where I am right now is full of military people, tons of military people here because there's a military base here. There's a ton of dead people from wars here where I'm, normally from near yep. vancouver very non-military and they don't care they they're not in the army they don't care about all the veterans in the same way and the reason is there's a lot of farm people go off to join the military because it's a job that gets them away from the farm and gets them some education and uh, get to see the world a little bit and those people like if 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 it came down to a war between vancouver island which used to be a separate colony Then the colony of New Caledonia, which is where I'm from, (laughs) if they had a a war, Vancouver Island would win because it has all the military guys. The rest of the province has a few, but not compared to this area of Vancouver Island. It's just heavy, heavy uh, losses from war, and they still contribute to to the military. So uh, I'm not willing to go to World War III over over, uh, regional disputes but when you make it like an intern uh, you know intercontinental fight well, what are we doing right let Ch- let china do its thing in the china sea yeah it'd be bad if china forcibly took over uh, taiwan that'd be bad but who's who's stoking that up it's not me
2: it's not, well it's you know it's, it's not you but not me personally i don't <laughs> it's not really the us the us doesn't want a conflict in east asia uh
0: that's that's probably true uh, but who who are we talking about right
2: They don't want to come there's well a,
0: no uh, so I, they're making a, a you're, southern you're, nato you're med. they're working on a southern nato right now right yeah and south, uh,
2: south basically australia and new zealand and maybe japan it's and that's that's a debate for for people in new zealand and australia to have whether yeah. they want that or not, yes. yeah, I suppose. And Japan, but I think... They want to kill yeah, there, themselves. Yeah, there's some that's grumbling about bad. Okinawa and the base in Okinawa. But I think, by and large, the Japanese are not up in arms over no, the U.S. occupation. They're,
0: they're in, well, that's the thing, right? Is that the, the, Japan has maybe some interest in getting getting its feet wet in a way that Germany has, right? I don't think yeah. there was any Japanese troops in uh, in... Germany was in Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. There was no Japanese right. troops there.
3: No, yeah. it's a NATO oil operation, so right. Japan, Japan does not have any troops in but, Afghanistan. As you far know as the idea, idea
0: of the Japanese Empire, which it technically still is, which is so fucking stupid, right? <laughs> 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 uh, the emperor, whatever.
2: Oh, okay. that the emperor. Yeah. I was thinking they're, too Think about Diao Yutai. There's like no one living there, but like, no, like they have, the they have an emperor.
0: Just like I've got a king. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Right. But, uh, there is the SDF uh, constitutionally mandated no war ever again. Uh, military in Japan would love to get some action going and maybe make, uh, one mm-hmm. of those, what are those, uh, Japanese guys with waifus. <laughs> Maybe they get some vigor back in their loins or whatever. <laughs> they got a war happening. Government could get the population from octogenarians, right? That's kind of sick. Yeah. But what it, uh, you're right. It's not my job to uh, to say they can't do that. But what I will say is, if they if they do cross the continent, I'll uh, you know cross the ocean and start doing things over here. I'll be a lot more interested.
3: <laughs> on, on that note, Jesse, it's time for me to go because All right, it's 12 Paul. o'clock. And my we'll golden slave next week, okay? What's that? We'll
0: golden slave we, next week. We, we,
2: we, we, How did we, I get on that list, by the way? You wanted to be on it? that list, Bund.
0: I can't. I wouldn't have put you on there without your permission. It's so a Paul All Anderson right. sword and sandals. It's history, my friend. <laughs> I haven't read it, but Paul's deep into it, right? Did you, you have finished it yet? I, I,
3: no, I need to finish. I probably need to finish before I, before tomorrow because okay. my trip, uh, my trip starts tomorrow. I'm not having any time to listen to it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I always have to put it all the way off to Friday. Okay. Oh, but
2: Paul, did you? I just heard this. Did you know about uh, David Milch's uh, proposal to HBO before he did Deadwood? No. Hear about this? The proposal was like a. Essentially the same story, but told in the like early Roman Empire, hmm. with like a police drama in the early Roman Empire. Well, they, they eventually quit that show like well,
3: to no, because HBO no, was it, making like Rome H- at
2: the time. Oh. Yeah. And then so they said, we don't want another Rome show. Mm. But this was really going to be about like the creation of law in the early Roman Empire. Interesting. And then oh. they're like, well, you got this other Rome show, so we don't need two of them. So he's like, well, fine, I'll do it in America.
4: Mm hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. there's plenty of stories to tell about Rome that's not set in the period of the of the end of the Republic and beginning of the Empire, which everybody focuses on. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, but, but I mean, that's because we, 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 of all those personalities are well known. I mean, even, even the most casual person no, kind of knows who Julius Caesar is, kind of. Speaking of which, did you guys hear about this book
0: that I just found out about yesterday? It's called Caesar's, uh, Column. It's, uh, maybe I sent this to Evan because he's a, he mm-hmm. knows what a populist, uh, is. And you should know about this, Paul, because he, he was from Minnesota. Um, so this novel is from 1890. Um, I don't think it's mm-hmm.
3: on LibriVox, which is a shame. And I've tagged Mr. LibriVox. Caesar's Column, a story of the 20th century dystopian classics. Um, yes. so this, yeah, this Ignatius is Ignatius Donnelly? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was. He was one of the populists. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, and he's the Atlantis guy.
0: Yes. And yeah, this was, um, there was a show on CBC talking about the guy you don't want to talk about, uh, who's got that Netflix show called Ancient Apocalypse. It was sort of like, Oh an, God.
1: Oh God. It was kind no, of an attack
0: no. on that show. Um, what was really funny is they had a couple experts on and they mispronounced like things you should know if you're yeah. an archaeologist, like it's pot sherd, not pot shard. But shard. but the the all the people who said they said shard I'm like holy shit that's bad it's sherd s h e r d right it's not shard shard is something else uh, although they're related anyways and they also pronounced Edward Casey uh, Edward Case I'm like oh fuck <laughs> is
3: there an audiobook of this thing
0: uh no this is Caesar's column but yeah. it's um it sounds very science fictiony um yeah. and set uh, in It's because he's got that weird uh, hobby horse of populism. Um, Yeah, and yeah, he is largely responsible for Atlantis, the Atlantis fever. They also talked about Madame Blavatsky, and, you know, that leads into Lovecraft. That
3: that, that whole crowd. The witch witches, yeah. whole crowd. Yep, I got to go. I'm getting more messages. Okay, have a good one, Paul. All right, see See you. See
0: you folks next time. Sounds good. So.
2: Yeah, I, I heard about this in some book about early like science fiction in America mm-hmm. or something. So It's on Google. Well, I think Donnelly is covered quite extensively in some of the scholarship on the populace, too. Yeah, um,
0: so the the only book I know, audiobook I know about populism is the one called The People Know by um, the guy who wrote What's the Matter with Kansas. And that is
2: available as an audiobook. Um, Yeah, the the real book to read is Democratic. Actually, that guy. What's his name again? Uh, The guy who wrote the Kansas book. Yeah, Yeah. The the can. What's the matter with Kansas? People in my mind. Frank. Promise Frank, 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 right? Frank um, talks about Lawrence Goodwin, who wrote Democratic Promise, and Lawrence Goodwin was like, uh, like. Silent Generation, or something mm-hmm. like, like before the Boomers, or something. So he's he's kind of of comes out of that um that New Deal generation, like the the FDR kind of generation.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is uh, an um, anti. It's a talk- history of anti-populism rather than a history of populism. Oh. Um, three hundred twenty pages. It is available as an audiobook. I'm pretty sure I checked on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's nice been book. up
0: to lately. Um, he he lost his contracts because he started talking about uh, the Re- 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 uh, Democrats after he talked about the Republicans.
2: Well, he's been always
0: talking about them. He's
2: been doing that for years. Listen yeah. liberal. And yeah, no, that's the listen liberal thing. What's the matter, what's what, the matter with Kansas is about? It's, it's about the Republicans. Poking at the, it was just poking at the Democrats, too, though. It's kind of saying, like, you let this happen mm-hmm. by abandoning I, their I think issues. a lot of
0: Democrats didn't read it. I think they just knew that it mm-hmm. was about the Republicans and they we're anti that. So I know about him because he was on Jimmy Dore. I know you're not a Jimmy Dore fan, but it's okay. I learned about that, no, but- uh, that, uh, that, uh, interview with Russell brand, um, from that video you sent. That's not really a video. It's just audio with a picture of what, what are those guys called? The, your favorite group. Oh shit. I don't know.
2: Chapo, Chapo, Chapo. Oh, with the Chapo guys? Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think that was an excerpt from something longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, they were talking about the yeah. Russell brand that led to the vamp- exiting the vampire's castle. And I'm like, I need to see that video. So I dug that up. And it's like, it was 10 minutes of him just knocking it out of the park, uh, against this BBC guy who's like, oh shit, uh, this guy
2: actually has a, some well, game. He, he's absolutely right about the, the Democrats turning to like, I mean, the thesis is pretty obvious that obviously true that there was like a rejection of the working class for the, the they say it, they say it. It's not, it was, it was open. It wasn't a conspiracy or anything. No, it was, it
0: wasn't well advertised, but they, they've got video of the guys Saying it, and this this is no problem for us. We're going to win. Hillary's going to be our, our our girl because we're going to pick up Republicans. I'm like, but okay. this
2: this actually goes back to like to uh,
0: like uh, the uh Ford years Clinton, right? the original Clinton,
2: even before Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like Frank sends it back all the way to like Carter. Like Carter a, was the first liberal president. Really, and it was. Well, maybe 68, like sixty is probably when it starts. Um, what was the name of the one you were... Uh, Humphrey, the- Hubert Humphrey, he was, he also was um, What's the name of the... Like, distance himself from the unions a little bit. But was The it- governor? Not, no, that's is it McGovern? Who's McGovern, the definitely? The person who wrote the populist book? Rather than Lawrence I, Goodwin. Lawrence Goodwin. Lawrence Goodwin wrote Democratic Promise. Or maybe it's McGovern, uh, not Humphrey. He ran He ran what against Reagan? I don't know. I don't know. I I forget the timeline, but but Frank said it's way it's 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 quite a ways before Clinton. Like Clinton just kind of finished the job. He's the first one who won an election. All right? The Populist so he Movement showed, in he proved, America. 1976. Yeah.
0: 752
2: pages. You like the thick boys. There's a shorter like, version for college classrooms called uh, The Populist Moment or something. But, yeah. Check the Goodreads. Oh, not the Goodreads, the Audible. Lawrence
0: Goodwin with a Y. Okay audible Frank's pretty good though
2: yeah I don't know what was doing on Jimmy Do dude
0: you not... you you're, you're you're it's like he's saying ignoramus who doesn't read yeah he's an ignoramus who doesn't read much and yet he has a lot of smart people on talking about
2: yeah know, things like but he that. shouldn't make stupid mistakes
0: nobody should make stupid mistakes but you know like you you're, you're expecting everybody to be a historian yeah <laughs> Not Most people are not.
2: I I, I expect people to withhold judgment a little bit more. No, they they don't do that. Yeah, and that's not a good thing. That's one Uh, reason I I kind of get frustrated online a lot. I have
0: not seen a lot of uh, China content from Jimmy Dore because he's not really focused on that. I'm sure Mm -hmm. he has mentioned it uh, occasionally because uh, they are trying to make a... I mean, that's when Nancy Pelosi went over there. It it wasn't like... uh, the uh, Taiwan Taiwanese are saying, "Come on over!" Like some of them are, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it was it was controversial and, at the time because, the thing is,
0: because it's going against the policy that they had had for a long time, which is don't antagonize okay. China about Taiwan. So,
2: um, I don't see why that should antagonize anyone. It's just a visit. But <laughs> I understand. Unless that, you're a, a you... little child that doesn't understand, like. How the world actually works well, and, and and wants a territory you never controlled as a country. But, I don't see any Lawrence um, Goodwin on Audible at all. But Not a peep. Here's something that the few times I've seen him talk about China, uh-huh. he'll say something like, most Taiwanese don't want independence.
0: I've never seen him say with, that. That's possible that he said that. That would have been but, a mistake.
2: But if he applies that, then most are like for unification with China. Which isn't true. The I polls are very clear that. that the vast majority of Taiwanese want the status quo because it's the means to peace. Yeah, right? people like peace. But but if they say also, if you were to if remove the China threat and there was no risk of retaliation, would you choose independence or not? The vast majority of Taiwanese would say yes, independence yeah. in that case. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. So... The polls are pretty clear that the Taiwanese people don't want to be part of China. Okay. And the few that do are split. Probably eighty percent of them would only be, want to be part of China. It feels some kind of under the Taiwanese government.
0: Well, like a, uh, however, Hong Kong like is still hold right? out. Yeah, Hong, Hong Kong's not working
2: out. It's not great, mm-hmm. right? They're, they've been betrayed in all their promises, and yeah, that's usually how become us. They've become a second-tier city. Yeah, lost they used, any clout they once yeah, had.
0: They, they were the uh, the uh, most popular city. Uh, uh, clout? I don't know. Yeah. The housing
2: crisis. So, worse it'd, it'd be like Singapore, right?
0: Singapore is not wanting to join up with China.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not a surprise, right? But I don't think we should get into a hot war with nuclear-armed countries. I just think it's a bad idea.
2: No, I, I think China shouldn't start a hot war over this. Yeah, whoever position. starts it is bad.
0: That's bad, and if we're in it, that's worse. Right? Starting is bad, yeah.
2: but in it, so what's you the can way avoid to it? not to avoid it? Yes, I want to avoid it, and I think yeah. the best way to avoid it is an international movement to recognize Taiwan as a country. And you start to see movement for that, that happening, fine. and it's you see countries beginning to take steps towards that. I think it will happen within the next few years, well, hopefully. Some kind of... some. It'll start with some NATO country. It'll be like Czech. It'll be like Czech or Lithuania or something we will say, we're recognizing Taiwan instead of China, just to see what happens. And China I, uh, will probably throw a fit and cut relations with them. I always them, think about... Uh,
0: one one way to tell countries in distress is to look at how many people want to leave it and move to other countries, right? Yeah. There, there are... A lot of countries that do this, but Australia is one of them, mm-hmm. and that's not because there's no jobs there. Yeah, there's no jobs there, but it's also because there's kind of they're kind of fucked up. They're they're fucked yeah, England. up. England, look at
2: England. Uh, Half my colleagues are British. Can, yeah, that's like, an
0: interesting situation because they come here. Yeah, yeah, and New Zealand. I'm sure they other places. Right. And and yet you also get people moving to these places to escape other places thinking that, you know, but they're fucked up in different ways.
2: Yeah. I I, I doubt many people think I'm like, I got I'm going to go leave my country to go somewhere better. They think, oh, where I really want to go is London, where I can live in a little cubicle for (laughs) 4,000 pounds a month.
0: Well, it's got, it's got, uh, there's a, like a inertia with, uh, when I went to London, I was like, mm-hmm. "It's not as exciting as I thought it'd be <laughs> um it was it was more like uh, uh, I was more impressed with Paris, and mm-hmm. I think it's because it, uh, it uh, when I went to London they hadn't started the trying to make it look like a modern city and mm-hmm. I, I don't think Paris has even started that and i I think that's yeah, really I interesting. Think- you don't get a lot like there were French immigrants. Um, when I was a kid, well, they, they- but there are no French immigrants now, right. Coming to Canada. It's not a thing. There were so few mm-hmm. and they were mostly like, um, Greenpeace, uh, you know, get away from this nuclear testing country to a less, were more,
2: they were like hippies basically. I think there's a lot to be said about like how you build cities. I think like Taipei is a total failure. Like Hangzhou was a wonderful city. Like Mm -hmm. they knew how to make a city beautiful. They knew how to make it walkable. They knew how to make it safe for cyclists. They, you know, it's, they had really pretty good subways by the time I was there. People had time. I got the feeling time to like go out and enjoy life a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Sounds good. It's not like in Taipei where everyone's kind of being worked to death. Um, and the city's ugly and the parks are ugly and there's no garbage cans on the street because there's this weird, uh, like fear of the tragedy, of the commons here. Mm. Like, they say like, if we have garbage cans, everyone's going to dump their household garbage there. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, you pick it up. That's a, like China, maybe it still has garbage cans on the streets. And well, you know what they hard, don't have. It's harder to build
0: tradition than it is to make a stupid law.
2: Right law's help and 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 but stupid like laws China, are easy to make and and that's, that's usually what the, yeah, what you do right
0: but, but that's if you have a tradition of, of never throwing your shit uh you know on the side of the road
2: um you get a cu- culture that doesn't do that and frowns upon it well no 10 years ago they had garbage cans in Taipei and then they're like well the to be the government said it's costing too much to Clean it up. So they made this excuse that too many people are throwing away yeah. the household garbage. Yeah. And then they took well, away the garbage. But now there's garbage everywhere. Uh, and cutting the budget. Saving money. But China's like, okay, if we have to hire more people to clean up garbage, that's, that's a win win. It'll be great jobs yeah. for people. And what I, one thing that really does impress me about China is I think they care about making livable cities. And it's done in a very authoritarian way, of course. But mm-hmm. But they're they're succeeding at that, I think, and I think that's something to learn from. It'd be a real pity if they started a war in East Asia and all their cities bombed to shit. That would be bad. You don't want to have Um, that happen. But I don't know why they want Taipei. They have like like Hangzhou itself is like I think it's just like twenty five percent of like Taiwan's population, and it's a beautiful city. I think it's just like pride. Nationalism. It's
0: nationalism. Yeah. You can't have it <laughs> in the
2: United States. It's ours. It's
0: always been ours. You're never going to have it. It's ours. Stop having it, Right. They, yeah. In China, you know, <laughs> one of the things that used to happen when I played a lot of PUBG is we would get a lot of, uh, Chinese. They've made different regions now. So there's global regions. Chinese play with Chinese. Yeah. Um, but it would, you'd get matched with a rando and it would be a Chinese guy and he'd say, He can't speak English, but he'd say China number one. (laughs) It was just like a (laughs) China's the best. (laughs) It's pride. They're on the ascend, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It it was a counter to America number one or America first or whatever, right? And, uh, yeah, I'm like, I agree. China, they both have
2: their issues. It's soon
0: it's soon going to be the case. It's any time now that China is going to surpass uh, the United States.
2: Yeah, and it's not going it, to hold for very long, though, because well, of their demographic issues. They're going to be like Japan. They're going uh, to. Don't out. you see the, the, the population projections? Yeah. That, like China's population up. will be less than America's at the end of the century. it really fucked up.
0: We'll see. The United States is fucking up in its the way. Did you see this TikTok yeah. thing where it was Apparently, uh, there's a crazy thread of women, uh, white women on TikTok, who are saying their uh, the Ritalin was being faked because they're not
2: feeling it. Yeah, I think I saw something like
0: that. And I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, white women after white women saying I can't get the house clean. <laughs> <laughs> they're it's... faking it. And then they go to the drive-in to get their their Starbucks. Yeah. And,
2: it's like, I've, I've been rewatching those early two, 2000s shows, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, and The Sopranos, it's like, it's maybe that started this idea that we should all go to therapy or something, uh-huh. and get treated for it all was, our things. But it felt like a throwback. It, and that, that but the like, they kind
0: of dropped of, it on the show.
2: Yeah, but the, 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 like, its role in the show, now that I realize it, is it's all to validate Tony. Yeah, It's, it's bullshit. Yep. Right. It's, it's clearly in the text that it's all just part of his narcissism. Yep. Like therapy is an exercise in narcissism. Sounds right. Um, cause he just went on and self medicated anyways. It's like, that, like he took whatever pills he wanted when he, when he wanted them, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not a good thing. No. All this autism. I mean, maybe, maybe it's Tylenol. <laughs> I, I don't know. It. It seems I think it's it's more likely it's, a lot of it's people saying I enough. feel I, I I'm autistic. They I don't think they understand. Well, got I think diagnosis. there's some of that. That's, too. that's my claim. I but I'm like I
0: interact. Uh, you know, your Twitter account is tiny compared to mine, like number of followers. So I get like weird people. Like there's a couple of them regularly send me messages or respond to threads. And it's like this this is not from a brain that works properly. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're bad people or anything. I'm just saying the. The, like it's, it's like sometimes I read your DMs, you're having a conversation with yourself and I'm sort of peeking in like what? Cause I don't know what's, what the referent is sometimes. This okay. is nothing like that you don't have autism (laughs) like this because these people like they are having a conversation. Maybe it's schizophrenia or something. Right. And I'm familiar with that too, but I'm not seeing a lot of schizophrenics on Twitter that I follow. So I'm not familiar with it, but I do see a lot of, and sometimes they say it right in their Twitter bio that they are autistic or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to judge them and say they're not. What I will say is I believe them when I read their tweets sometimes. Because I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm kind of the opposite of an autistic. I. I I have some problems, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. not not that kind of problem. (laughs) Not like I. Yeah, it's a different kind of problem. So, um, it's it's a huge, and it has to be something like if it is a chemical, it has to. My mom thinks it's just you know chemical chemicals in general, but it has to be something that uh ingested during. Yeah, or...
2: I, I hear you. You don't give late capitals enough credit for driving us all <laughs> into, into various disorders. Uh... Like, we, we 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 mediate our whole life by screens. You see, yeah, no, like, no, yeah but no, that's not t- autism. I agree. It's with not that. autism, but I think it might, if you start it when you're two, and that's the only way you interact with people is through yeah, text but they're and not, these not
0: These are not people from. Like these are people in their twenties. They're not people who are raised on iPads. Twenty an iPad. people in their
2: people in their early twenties are Zoomers. Yeah. I think they may have been raised. They 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 that's first generation that's been totally ensconced by this solipsistic uh, existence.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're triggered by they. Um there's more yeah there's more of that to come in Heinlein. Not much, but there is more. I'm very excited about your read through. And I'm still listening to your uh, your Mark Twain as well.
2: I just did Universe. Oh good. Be... I, I I'm now thinking common sense is is uh, like is the bleak one.
0: Uh, well it's got the knockedcto tooth uh, wife tooth out right? no
2: well i think it's 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 like it's, it's Well, maybe the story did. of failure the scientific revolution fails
0: uh oh I'll, I'll listen to your show i, I like it's been a while since I what
2: five people escape <laughs> <laughs> well', well with, with,
0: with five wives, five wives each or something right
2: they got their women yeah you know? it's like we got to bring our women with us last it was it was like Breeding Wasn't stock. A, yeah, one of the characters. Now Jim Joe dies, right? One of them's like, "Well, we need to bring our women." Well, I guess That's we two of them. them.
0: Don't they? Them? Don't don't non they them shame him. Them, hims.
2: <laughs> <Hems>. Them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a one they time died. he could have used a they, and he didn't. Heinlein. Damn him. Mm-hmm. Damn they. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna probably go all right, do I'll some animal wrangling. Okay. Oh, oh man, yeah. you can't believe how uh, how big chickens are over here. Everybody's fucking chicken crazy, making
2: chickens, raising chicks. There's don't... a there's an egg plague.
0: N- not here. The egg prices are cheap. Eggs oh. are cheap here, but they're just like it's like uh, I, I pet I petted three cats yesterday at all the feed stores we went to. <laughs> there's, I don't usually get the chance to pet cats I don't have a cat my mom doesn't have a cat she's allergic to cats but I got three cat pets in alright
2: talk to you later sir thank you yeah see you bye Bye-bye.
0: this has been the SFF Audio Podcast please join us at www.sffaudio.com and thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward well, slash That's what I'm hearing.
3: Sadly, sadly and tragically, and enough, and enough people say, well, not my deal. I mean, first, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the overtired first they came for and I was not one. So I said nothing. I mean that that's an old canard, but the, the playbook is running right now with this whole anti-trans um, fear mongering. Like, well, we must protect our kids from drive shells, We must protect for the sake of the children. <laughs> for the sake of the children, how I mean, can you argue against that? You're you're against kids. You're against protecting our young. It's it's bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I did a whole tweet for you that you never saw because I never sent it to you about well, minced oats
3: So I missed it.
0: Well, you know, you, it's easy to trigger you on, on Twitter, so it's better I, I, to I do it in person. Try, I
3: saw you tried to trigger me. No, I saw no, no I'm I, not
0: trying to trigger you at all.
3: I, I saw a bit where you were trying to trigger me. Well, so oh, you, oh, you mean you last night me. with a joke? Yes, that I was saw not that. trying to trigger
0: to, you. That was just funny.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. Yes. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I mean, you 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 were going you you going it? off about of podcasts huh? and
0: I don't even you, remember what it was. I, all I remember you know. is you liked it. Did we get Evan? I don't know. I'm here. We do I'm have here. Evan. Evan's a bit depressed. Is it seasonal, Evan? Do you get this in the winter?
2: I don't know. I think it's just. Is like it Twitter the black it's... iron prison? The black Iron <laughs> prison is like closing in on me okay. day by day sometimes yeah. I'm just more aware of it.
0: Wow, well, <laughs> like is that is that neoliberalism the Black iron
2: prison? Yeah, it's the whole thing the whole the whole capitalism
0: Dick would make it's just a, capitalism about uh about um the church or something.
2: That's why I actually I've been thinking so much about conspiracy theories lately because I think that's it's easier just to think about conspiracies. Just to just to make it a conspiracy, because then face the Black Iron Prison. Oh, oh, like, That we're just it's just capitalism. That's all there is, and that's all there's going to be until it's like forever. At this stage, <laughs> at this stage, it, it's like it, it's 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 really like 20 Soprano at the end. It's just like that's it. That's oh yeah, like that's, that's his life from now on. He's well, the show's over. He's right? going to live forever until he's in a nursing home. Yeah. Like, and well,
0: he had his time in the sun where he was re, just repeating. People to death. Hit. Did you try? I yeah. didn't send it to you. Did you try OK.RU for your Deadwood?
2: I'm, have... I'm torrenting it now. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, I, I got to make sure that torrents off. Yeah. I was kind of. I, I went ahead because it was so cheap because we don't have HBO Max, but HBO Go Asia is only like three bucks a month. Very cheap. So you'd at least get you don't get the whole catalog that HBO Max has like all the Warner Brothers stuff that I don't think is there it's just but you should get all the prestige shows the greatest of the early 2000s prestige shows is not even on HBO Go Uh,
3: can you can you get Westworld?
2: Well, I never even bothered to look. I don't know why I would. But the first two seasons are okay. They have The Wire. They have they have Rome. They have the other the early prestige stuff, but deadwoods they only have the movie. The the thing thing. I sent is like the one word that came to mind. (sighs) If you watch enough Deadwood, you know the word that came to uh, mind. Why are you not allowed to say this word?
0: (laughs) I'm I'm sure uh, Paul has one regarding a garment (laughs) that replaces it. I don't know what it would be. Uh, I can't find the thing I, I supposedly triggered you with Last night, Paul. So, do you remember what it was?
2: Wasn't it? Remember. Was it about? I thought I was. I was all gloomy about. Gloominess. About my podcast not being. Oh. Like you get oh yeah porn yeah that's my, what it was yeah. it was related yeah, you get I, porn I before my podcast. Uh,
0: what was it called? Oh yeah yeah it was um. No, I. I, I uh, no, it I, was. I, uh, I still, it was not porn. It was I, prostitutes.
2: prostitutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm still really. I think of bothered. I I never got any like. Recognition for what I did with Phil. You're not playing the game, bud. You have to I, engage. I who
0: who do you engage with? Me. <laughs> you you talk to Paul, but you know you don't like go in in there and support. You know it's a it's a community. It's like a community award. It's not. You're outside the community. You're not, well, it's, not
2: the, it's not the Hugo for itself that I'm after. Fuck that, but. Oh, uh, the other thing I was thinking. It's just, your, your podcast you're, 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 you're is Jane like, wrong. When I see well, someone makes a banal comment them. about, about like Blade Runner or something. Hmm. And they're like, and it's like, there's, Like I said so much about Philip Dick. Yeah, no, I I
0: like <laughs> and, that huh? I
3: know.
2: It's
0: I think you're doing like, a good, good work. It's that like, should I'm, be a I'm, reward in the reward enough. Yeah. And but and remember, pretty, one day they'll all be looking back and they'll they'll be finding your podcast and saying, Boy, he was a giant in his days.
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean format changes, yeah. archiving I mean, yeah, I mean, well, what everything. actually gets, what actually get, survives, Jesse, in the long run, we don't know. Uh,
0: this what? Uh, it's my job to try and preserve it.
3: You, you try. I mean, you're trying in this moment, in this time, but what are you? Oh my God, we've gotten so depressive. we haven't even we t- t- <laughs> t- touch this book yet, it's like, what actually gets, what actually survives? Is is a crapshoot. That's just
2: that's, actually. I don't think this story is as depressing as YouTube. Apparently, I think it is. No, I never said it was depressing. I I, think I just tweeted about it, and it wasn't about depression. I think it's one of the more hopeful.
0: Save save it, it for the actual show. S-
3: yes, yeah, save it for the podcast.
0: <laughs> Let okay. me uh, just confirm that we're not getting a Marissa and we're not getting a Scott. I don't see them online. I didn't see anybody online. I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm um, down in Frostville here
3: again. Daylight savings time. That's what's I going guess. on. I guess it's, it 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 fucks it, it up everybody's <laughs> schedule. It okay, does.
0: I got to find that minced out. Oh, so um, what what
2: what's what's your version to to swearing?
3: It, I'm not I'm, minced. It's um, oh. it's like my Catholic you know what I'm up, thinking my, of. Let me let me set my, this up. My, my 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 Catholic my Catholic upbringing sometimes chills my ability to cut loops and i i feel like i need i, I feel like i need a euphemism well i think, so, my, I think I, I, here's, here's,
2: here's, here's my context here's what i'm thinking like yep. my mom was the first one who said this when i started becoming vegetarian and then i've heard it more from like meat eaters but my mom said it first it's like i don't mind you being vegetarian but what's with the fake meat if you want meat mm. just have meat don't have the fake meat because it's essentially the same thing you you're, you want meat you just don't want to admit it or something and so she was bothered by that she was the fr- and then later on I've been hearing this more and more from meat eaters it's like you can be vegetarian but stop trying to like make your fake milk or your fake meat don't make your 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 you know don't make red peppers into sashimi <laughs> that's offensive to us meat eaters you're like and well i, I I'll tell you you're like that you're you're like you're like the vegetarian eating <laughs> the fake meat. Let me let me explain. You um, want to swear, but but you can't. So you put in the fake word. I can explain. Like my your... dad, my, my dad would do this too. He would say the fake swear words, and I think if in your heart you're still swearing, it's still a sin. It?
3: Uh, well, well, it's not, it's not. It's not a matter of sin. Um, it's just a matter of culture mores and um politeness. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just just spew out spew out a bunch of uh bunch of um. Uh, expletives is is impolite. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean you don't, nobody wants to hear. No, no one wants to hear me curse, curse like a quote unquote, curse like a sailor. Previously. See, even if I'm it's upset classist. Enough, it's classist. Well, I'm, I'm using the phrase. Maybe, yeah, maybe. No, it, it, um, it, it, it might be it might be classist. It but is. You know, but the, b- polite b- because, people don't swear. I mean, it's a matter, it's a matter of you know you know this. Social, uh the social uh, waters you swim in. I mean, yep. But um, I I I I also 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 they're milder. I mean, for me to use frack <laughs> and fork and everything else a milder. It's half salt
0: to, instead of full salt.
3: It, it's like salt substitute.
0: Yeah, there's a product uh, called I, half I,
3: salt. I, I I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not dropping the F bomb. I don't because it but, doesn't. But matter. you are. But if, if if I'm saying this F-bomb. this play, uh, if, I, if I'm saying fork, then no, I'm not dropping the F bomb. <laughs> I'm, I'm using a mild. It's bullsh*t. <laughs> I'm using a milder expletive. That's also funny to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I I can explain. I okay. can
3: explain
2: Evan
0: why your fine, mom that's
2: fine. and your dad
0: talked to you about uh, you making fake meat.
2: Two oh, I didn't make it.
0: No, 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 I, no. I, I, but I, I understand, like, it, right? like yeah, they yeah. come to you as you're the one responsible for all vegetarianism in society. So, I know yeah. you, right? So, yeah. their explanation, is, the explanation for their behavior is they're threatened by the hmm. possibility
2: that they could become vegetarians, too. Yeah. That's why. That there's there's no... Yeah, now they're like the 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 argument. Oh, meat tastes good. They're like their arguments are, good. are being like as soon as we what? have the lab grown meat, then yeah. there's no you couldn't ethically justify eating meat if there was a
0: if it was equally horrible, nutritionally, nutritionally and deliciously <laughs> yeah.
2: identical. Yeah, there's no explanation for Yeah, yeah. It. but there'll yeah, still they, be people who like I want to have that actual real.
0: Well, that's a, there's market. an episode of Star Trek where Uh, Riker gets a giant egg, and they all eat real food for the first time, right? Yeah, uh, the, he, he cooks a souffle, and he's like, I don't know what kind of egg it is, but it's an egg. <laughs> and he cooks it, and they are all like, Ooh, we're excited. We've never had actual cooked food before, but it's still gonna remain a hobby when everybody's like just eating. Uh,
3: I mean, I mean, that, I mean that that explains Cisco's dad's restaurant.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's he's, he's more, not
3: replicating stuff in that restaurant.
0: No, no, this is somebody, somebody's a, a larping fisherman. Who goes out and gets some shrimp in in the cleaned up uh, bay off of Louisiana, right? Or Gulf of off, off yeah. Louisiana? Which
3: is kind of help. Which kind of help. Hopeful that the, the Gulf has clean. Has yeah, no, it's a, a, that a that utopia.
0: It's a utopia, right? They're eating good, clean food, and he's not doing it because he wants to make money. He's doing it because that's his his uh, raison d'être. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants the larp being a fisherman. It's cool. Like uh, let's let's reenact. It's like those uh, what are those Morris dancers, right? <laughs> they're connecting with their past, <laughs> but they don't have to work hard.
3: Well, but if you but their equipment remember, I, I, I mean, it's definitely in Cisco too. Because if you remember, the first scene we see Cisco in the first episode DS nine, he's on a holodeck fishing with his son.
0: That sounds right. So
3: it's it's in his blood.
0: Yeah, fishing.
3: I, I mean, that, although that, that's...
0: they're they're fake fishing for fake fish.
3: Yes, but still the the act. I mean, how many people actually do that in twenty fourth century Star Trek? Probably not a lot.
0: Uh, it's.
3: I mean, that's, you that's you probably never probably really a,
0: get a slice I, of regular humanity. And,
3: well, 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 no, no but but, but we, see, we see holodecks and things, and only, oh, that's only for the only
0: don't, no the really good example that's outside of the mainstream of regular Star Trek, you know, Federation crewman is uh picard's son that the the one they think is picard's son who's rock climbing he like breaks into caves and rock climbs on alien planets and they have to like protect him because some nagus is trying to you know v- do vengeance on him you remember that episode yeah uh
3: yeah
0: yeah so like he, a, he's he's the one the, m- the most, friendly, right yeah, yeah it was actually one from the first episode. exactly first season, yeah yeah. And the, and the actor looked at, Stargazer I, think, I think the actor son, was actually yeah. his son, wasn't it? Or maybe not. No, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, that he was like, there was a joke about, I'm worried about going bald, right? In the future, <laughs> they can't replicate a hairpiece for him or uh, grow any Donald Trump's sweep over hair for oh, him. Oh, God. Right. Uh, so it's like, it's, you can LARP however you want in, the, in this wonderful federation. But yeah, I think that that's the explanation. But, um, Paul, you should look at this Wikipedia entry for minced oaths. Um, digging into it's very interesting because. For what? Minced oaths. That's what you're doing. The bullshit and forking.
3: Minced oaths is a oh. euphemist expression formed by deliberate misspelling, pronouncing, or replacing a power of praying blasphemous to taboo works. such Gosh, oh God. And the oh, more you but dig but just into just to finish it. my
2: thought here, uh-huh. you guys, like, yep, go ahead. By the same logic with the fake me, if, if there are enough. Oh. S- of these, whatever you just called them. Minced oaths? There immense oaths out there to fully replicate Yes, the experience of swearing. Dude. We don't need it, to swear anymore. We're, no, it's ethically
3: unconscionable no, no, Well, no, you,
2: you guys need to read the article and,
0: and really think about it, because it's the euphemism treadmill. All the words that, like, for example. Yeah. The I, word God is something you're not supposed to say as a Christian. As a Jew, you say God all the time because God is not God's name. For Christians, right. God's Wait, name is you, God. For Jews, God's name, God's name is not name. used.
3: Yeah, yeah, you don't use God's name. That's yeah, that's just a no-no. So, you, so a, a good example,
0: Judas Priest, right? That's Jesus Christ. It's a missed oath for Jesus Christ because you're not supposed to say. And then, so Great Caesar's
2: Ghost... <laughs> Or Crom's bones, right? <laughs> Those. Yeah, well, which you did to me, yeah. By Crom's bones. And Jehoshaphat. Yeah, exactly.
3: Jehoshaphat. Well, I don't know, um, but
2: that's
0: not on the list, but it could be an example of. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they're making fun of them too, right? And so, like, fork, fork is not one, but what's the one from Battlestar that Paula uses? Frack. Frack. Right. So that one is their version of fuck. So when we use it, we're Saying fuck in frack language. <laughs> Whatever. The Mormons, space Mormons, that's their version of fuck. And, uh, this yeah. is true for like the word, uh, piss is impolite. So we use the word P. And P is, is a minced oath of pee, piss. It's just the first letter. So it's like the H word or the M word or what, uh, the F word. You say the S word. I need to do the S word. <laughs> <laughs> or that oh, P oh, word.
3: Oh, number one. You do number one or number two. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was my family. Like, you have to do number one or number two. Yeah,
0: because you don't want to embarrass people in public and make them think you are low class, because it's all yeah. class-based. Right? If the king does it, that's fine. But if the queen doesn't... or Yeah, we have a king now. So, if the king does yeah, it, yeah,
3: it's he's fine. now a king. Get, yeah. get right, Jesse, before
0: or you'll be sent to the tower. Well, I spent most of my life uh, as a as a queen guy.
3: <laughs> um, all life as a queen guy until now. Yeah,
2: until recently. So, indeed. I think I know where you got forked from, and I'll remind you that that yeah, was a yeah. good, for good for our character. Place. Yeah,
3: but, the good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, a form uh, yeah. of torture
2: for her, so by using it, you're condoning torture.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not con- now that, that, not I that is know, a troll. I, that I, is well, I, a troll, I, I, right? I, 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 I see, exactly how
2: they torture I, I
3: I, I say, I'm going to say Ryan. I mean, going to say Evan. No, <laughs>
2: it's It's how the
3: Other demons force.
2: were torturing that character in hell
3: by not um, letting her I, say Well, well it, it, or is that just something taken from the good place? Because <laughs> I don't think no, 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 no. You're no, no. just I, tweaking I, Paul's nose. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. Don't think they with could, I don't think they could actually curse in heaven either when they get to heaven in season four. So.
2: Oh, good thing I stopped watching that. <laughs> I After stopped watching that. I, 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 I did. I did.
3: I did spoil it for you, didn't
2: okay. <laughs> I? You're I'm something not. I'm never gonna watch. Yeah,
3: there's I, too I, many you know, shows. The,
2: the third grade philosophy, <laughs> trying to be profound and not. I think it's. I think it's comforting. Me.
0: I think that's why I don't like it. I don't like to be comforted. Generally, like maybe when I'm sick, I'll watch uh, something that's comforting. But I can't imagine, like,
2: yeah, my sister... I'm sorry, there's there's no way a, a philosophy professor is going to waste his time with teaching philosophy 101. I mean, maybe that's hell for him, too, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen that.
3: Well, I don't even
2: know what you're talking about. What, what, like, what? No, it's like, like, the, the what, the, the, they they do, I think I, they made a big deal, like, the trolley experiment. It was like,
3: the tro- the tro- that's the tro- like
2: the- first grade philosophy. <laughs> It's like, do Avicenna's Flowing Man Experiment, or do uh, uh, Al-Kindi, or, or at least do, like, Plotinus or something interesting like that.
3: Um, I have to say, I mean, I mean, given the audience, I mean, the Trolley Experiment is 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 high grade for a lot of people who, who never have taken a philosophy course ever. I mean, that that's, I mean... So you're expecting you know, a lot from audience. TV.
2: Uh, it, it, it was kind of sold as like uh, where people were saying, "Oh, this is such a, a great insight into philosophy." <laughs> See, this is why you like, don't
0: oh. win awards because you're not saying stuff like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. It, Jesse.
0: I'm pretty sure it is. Be nice, Jesse. Be but,
3: nice. But, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh,
0: I, I was uh, there's a thread of somebody getting a whole bunch of people getting banned from. So uh, no band What is called uh blocked on Twitter. And uh, w- one of the people said, I have a soft spot for Cora because she said something nice about my book. And I'm like, yeah, she's like this and she's like that. And, um, and they didn't like, uh, they didn't tag her. I don't know if that's because they're blocked or not, but she, she actually does read old books. Right. And that's why they liked, or she liked their book. Is because it it's like even though it had the line like um, even this uh, right wing publisher or whatever it was it wasn't it wasn't right wing mm-hmm. problematic I don't know and uh, it's because she said good things about uh, uh, or true things about a book rather than you know it's not just about TV shows did Cora win best fan writer for writing yep. about books or did she win it for writing about uh, TV shows and Masters of the Universe.
3: Um, we, uh, it, indeed, it's just we don't know we don't know,
0: but what we do know is I, she I writes mean, about
3: I mean, both. If, yeah, I mean, if, if she had one for a particular piece, then we'd know for sure. But yeah, this best, best yeah. fan writer is your body of work, yeah, yeah. And uh, what
0: you know, what she does with her blog is interviews people with uh, pod, best fan cast or whatever, right? So, all those people are now people who know her. If you were doing stuff like that, Evan, you would win. You're not going to win doing actual, you know, scholarship. <laughs> You're not. It's just not going to happen. Because it doesn't work that way. Oh. And, and I think you know that. <laughs> I've told it to you before. I Sch- think so, the theory so, so, is solid.
3: I mean, I mean, in general, scholarship doesn't get a lot of love at the Hugo Awards. Yeah, uh, so Alec
0: Navalny, did it winds, he win up, it, for best uh, related for that astounding book? No.
2: Well, there you go, oh. right? Wasn't that the year, this, this, the, the speech one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 The, 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 right. the it's, speech it's where they, they said Campbell's name
0: wrong? Yeah, yeah, fuck off into the sun speech. I don't know if that Oh, No, that was, that was the,
2: the other one. one. That was the,
3: yeah, yeah, the, you, the you, it was you, the you, response
2: George to R. 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 the R sun
0: one.
3: Yeah, 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 you're, you're mixing uh, It doesn't your, matter.
2: It, it was the one where uh, someone confused uh, Joseph Campbell and.
0: No, that's, that's the fuck. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah it
0: was. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Was, You're right. Um, James no, John W. Campbell and uh,
2: yeah instead of, it was like the the, another, the uh, heroes Tory guy I got was, was the name that was used yeah. the hero's myth for Joseph journey. Campbell instead of Joseph John Campbell w. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well I mean they both have J's and C's so Jesus Christ. You know, how that goes. So, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, what I what I, I will make say,
2: mistakes. I don't win awards when I make mistakes. What,
0: uh, <laughs> what I will say, uh, uh, I think what I did mostly wrong when searching for your podcast, when I was showing that result, which was real. This is not fake. I didn't yeah. chant it up.
3: I'm not saying it was real.
0: No, but yep. it's unbelievable how shitty Google's become, right? Like Oh, Just recently, like in the last few years, it's gotten really bad, but this year particularly, like I can't find things that I know exist. So I think the main problem I did, I searched for 100 pages at a time. I should have typed in American Writers and then Dick and that, or maybe Phil Dick, Phil K. Dick Book Club. Maybe, but American Writers is the name that comes up on, on, like, I don't think you have the 100 pages at a time in the, in the official title on the iTunes rankings or whatever. So I think that that's probably my biggest mistake there, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it exists and it says there's no results, even though it actually does exist is why Google's fucked because like literally there was no, like if I put quotation marks around 100 pages at a time and (laughs) the other stuff, it it was just not coming. I'm like, did he delete it? Mm -hmm. No, he didn't delete it. So,
3: yeah. No, 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 no. Um, I mean, American um, writers. It's there. I'm American it. writers. Is the I name found of it. it. Yeah. It's there.
0: But yeah, it's it's. I need to look for American writers. But the fact that Google can't get me something that I'm actually asking for and I know exists means we're back to the days of bookmarking yeah. and Yahoo, where you know Yahoo. Yeah, was a it, director. Might be, it might be
2: the time. It might be the time to to get buy some server space and this all over. To to my, uh, that's not gonna. That's well, not gonna make Google better. No, but it'll. If you type in SFF you, uh, audio, it doesn't it. come
0: up first anymore. It's like second or third. There's other stuff first. If you type in SFFAudio.com, it comes up. But yeah, but yeah, if you, yeah, that's fucked I mean, up. And Google's doing that not because they're trying to be good at search. They're trying to optimize. Well, but sales. But,
3: but, but it's also it's also um, you know um. They're trying to serve you the, the results they think you want or will get they, them money. No,
0: that will serve, they them. Them what
3: you're actually, yeah, right? serve them.
0: Yeah, so um, Cora was tweeting about that. She says, I recently typed in Master of the Universe into Amazon.com and got Batman twice. If I wanted Batman, I would bloody well have typed Batman. That That's just what Google's doing. Why did you use
3: bloody instead of something stronger, Jesse?
0: I'm reading Cora's tweet. I recently typed in quote-unquote Masters of the universe" into Amazon.com's search. Uh, Bloody is a UK strong euphemism, right? I mean, it's – I don't even think it is a euphemism. I think it's very low class. They say ruddy if they want to hide it, right? We we say –
3: Yeah, yeah. We uh, say bloody. I believe your bloody was ruddy. I remember that from It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World where the English – scientist at one point says, your, your behavior was ruddy outrageous. Mm-hmm. What the hell does ruddy mean? Yeah, it's a, that's it. the replacement
0: for the bloody. Yeah, yeah bloody. Cognitive yeah. rhyming slang is, is an interesting case where it's the opposite, right? Where they're trying to hide the the words not because they're too dirty, but because they don't want uh, the people outside the in-group to know what they, they're saying. It's very low class, which is cool.
3: Well, um, I just I just Googled SSF audio, and your page came on top for me. But but given the personalization of search results, I'm not surprised that we're getting an inconsistent answer. Let
0: me look. Okay, I, well, I, yeah, mine's filling out a result, though, right? So, yeah, it, it, if, if you were completely signed out on a computer that's not yours and you type it in.
3: Well, well let me try that experiment. That's a good question. I'll go to an a, incognito. Uh, I have an incognito window. That might
0: work, but they also can get behind that.
3: No, that doesn't help me either. Hmm. Yeah, they can get. Um, Let me me try to do it
0: like at a store. You go to a store where they're selling phones, and you type it in. That's where you really see the results, because (laughs) unless even you have to go in without your phone,
3: (laughs) maybe. No. uh, uh, Well, no, I I I came up with you each time. I mean, I came up with you as number one. It, It it really
0: depends on, you know, if you. If you're geolocated, they actually are tracking what you're typing, even in incognito mode, unless you're using but, but a I VPN. Tried a I,
3: I, I, tried, I tried a different browser though. Which yeah, it doesn't which, matter.
0: Your IP is known to Google, right? And so, unless you're changing IP addresses, like with um, a VPN, you're, they're gonna know. Mm. If they want that, that's their business—is knowing who you are and what you want. And then trying to steer you towards what they want. So, yeah, you have to go to, like, a Best Buy and type it into a phone to see what what actually is going on. And that's sad. That's where we are. Um, We're back to the days where, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. But uh, the walled garden (laughs) has, like, secret tunnels that we have to learn again that we didn't used to know about. Maybe I'm starting to talk about the show by accident.
3: Uh, Maybe maybe we should actually (laughs) do a show because I do have gaming today.
0: Alright, so I'm going to go... I know Paul's not a fan, but I'm going to put it in the chat. He doesn't have to click on it. What Um, are you doing, Josie? It's just the normal sick my duck.
3: Uh, I am not a a fan. I am not a fan.
0: It's because they're Russian, right? Um, No,
3: no, because of all the pop-ups and crap. I I, I (laughs) think think that's...
0: Well, I used to have that on my website. I think it doesn't have that anymore. In fact, it doesn't even pop up with a... Uh, mind you, I am using a blocker that would block it. Um, but... Uh, the, let the type in... What's it called? The crawlers. There it is. And uh, there's a PDF on the website as well. But, it, you know, I think this is on Gutenberg. There's no reason to use... Yeah, if it's, on Gu- if, it's,
3: if it's on Gutenberg. It is.
0: Then... I think... Because it's from the first batch. They just started this week, Evan. I don't think I sent this to you. Maybe I did. Finally, Gutenberg, first time in 11 years, has done another Philip K. Dick story. Hmm. Which means there's going to be more coming. Crazy that they took that fucking long. Uh, oh, crawlers. Hopefully this comes up. Yep. I think... I'm not seeing it. Oh, well, maybe they don't. Maybe they haven't yeah. done it yet. It's on. It's what's? Well, no, it's not there. They have twelve, I think. Oh, it says fourteen.
3: Well, you have it on your website.
0: Yeah, but it's not in search I mean, form. yes, your
3: ad, your your ads still come up.
0: Yeah, I I I can't be bothered to try and root them out. They're really hard. They're embedded in there like ticks.
1: Anyways,
3: something.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. So I think we're ready to start. We're probably not getting Marissa. We're probably not getting Scott.
3: No, it's just the three of us. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm put this phone on the charger. Um. Guess what I was doing, uh, right before we started.
3: Listening to the show. <laughs> no.
0: Listening to podcasts. No, I was feeding cows. You're feeding cows?
3: Yes. Why are you feeding cows?
0: So that's what my mom's got. She's got cows.
3: Your mom has cows.
0: Oh, I'm just sending it to Paul. I need to send it to the group chat. How do I do that? There we go.
3: How does she have cows? Uh,
0: the same way she has chickens.
3: You have cows. I knew you had the chickens. I didn't know she had cows, too.
0: She, she a, get the
3: cows since she moved to uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah,
0: and uh, also she has a, a bull. Oh,
3: well, that's taking life by the horns. Uh,
0: <laughs> to make some, she needs to make some bull shirts for her bull. <laughs> and she's she's borrowing the bull, though it's not really hers. Um, and uh, the big one there, I think the one you can see that's white. She is going to uh, be calfing in about eleven days, near the end of the month. Wow. Mhm. I don't think I don't know if I'll be here for that. we will see. It's being exciting though. Okay, um, Paul, you want to turn the recorder on? Uh, yeah, I can turn our recorder on. All right. I'm gonna make sure I didn't get any last minute messages on.
3: Okay. The hellscape
0: that is Twitter.
3: <laughs> yes, the hellscape that is Twitter. It's become
0: very unusable uh, in on my phone. It's very, It's much more usable on, on a fake browser. The
3: the the, the experience is is degrading. Is, is, <laughs> is being degraded.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, It's whatever experiments they're doing are fucking things up. In terms of
3: I don't know if it's experiment. You, you
0: know what's interesting though? I don't get any ads anymore. Zero. And I don't think that's true of everybody else. So I don't know what that means.
3: No, it's definitely not true of me.
0: Yeah, isn't that weird? Like zero ads. I kind of don't want to that. I get I get lots of stuff I didn't ask for. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like I'm looking for somebody's piece and it says random crap comes up. It's like, what the hell is this up to do with it's, anything it's I've stuff asked? stuff you, you might like.
0: With... <laughs> like. What? It's stuff you might like, they think, to increase engagement.
3: Does not help.
0: Yeah, not if it's wrong.
3: I wanted something, I wa- I'd i ask for it. Thank you Wow, much.
0: listen to the difference. Uh, can you guys hear the difference between this? Uh, hold on. You can hear that, right? Yeah, can okay. hear that. Here's here's the other. This is the uh, uh, silent mouse. Yeah. Silent mouse
2: is more silent.
0: Way mm-hmm. more silent, right? Here's the regular keyboard uh, spacebar. Here's the silent. That, 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 here's that, that,
3: the silent that, that, one. Nice, the nice tactile feel to that that regular keyboard. This, yeah,
0: you should try this one. It's pretty good. The uh, wireless one. It's it's um. And, and it's not, that other keyboard's not a mechanical, it's just a membrane. But um, this uh, silent touch one from Logitech, or now called Logi, is um, it's pretty good. A little small, I would say, but pretty good. All right, um, here we go. Jesse, yeah. Paul, Evan. Yep, yep.